What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 30 of the podcast. Real quick, before it starts, we wanted to announce we're going to do a random giveaway to promote uh, interaction on the podcast. So whatever platform you're listening on, if you could get on there, leave us a comment. Let us know where you're listening from or else get on our social media platforms. Leave us a comment on there. We're going to do a random drawing before the next podcast. We're going to give away a hat, a t-shirt, and a hoodie from Mountaineer Outfitters. So guys, get on there and comment and enjoy the podcast. Sweeter in this town Could it be it's the same as the last I swear I've seen your face elsewhere Before just as familiar as a bottle and a glass Head darling, sleeping on the black top Head darling, running through the trees, honey Head darling, leaving for the next town Listen, my set sketches up with me Alright everybody, welcome to episode 30 of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. I am Shane Poor, is here as, al- here as always with Christian Gardner. Howdy, howdy. This is starting out really <laughs> good, isn't good. it? We're, going, we're off to a great start. Yeah, well, new year, new screw-ups, I guess. There we go. Happy new year to everybody. 2023 is here. And with the new year comes the end of deer season. Unfortunately. Well, at least for us here in North Carolina, it's the end of deer season. South Carolina is the end of deer season. I think you still got a couple days left in Tennessee, don't you? Tennessee's a couple left, just a couple. Oh, you guys till the eighth up Today in the Midwest, is, you've still got some time left, but yeah. in deep South, they've still got a month left or yeah. better. Some of them's got a lot. Like right now, today we're recording on January the sixth. Yep, Friday the sixth. So we've got two more days in Tennessee. Yep, and it is over. At least this part of Tennessee. I don't know about Western Tennessee, but I don't. I don't know either. But as far as East Tennessee goes, we've got till the eighth. Yep. Well, how's it going over there? Slow. Is it? Slow. You know, <clears throat> it seemed like when the rut hit, it was very short, first of all. It yeah. seemed like they started running it lasted a week. Yeah. And then after that, it was... They locked down. They just... locked down, and I had nothing after that. You know, we we kept Big and J Mineral and stuff out all year, and had plenty of does coming through, but even with that many does we had, we never had any shooter bucks coming through yeah and even and since then i've yet to get any count on any of our shooters so they just one i've got one property you know the ranch property we talked about yeah and uh my great-grandparents place you know those places none of those shooters i had have come back yet not they're all unaccounted for nothing's yeah there you know plenty of those but nothing as of the last couple of days before North Carolina season went out, I handed, went into North Carolina season hard. I actually had a, a new deer show up at my Wattail Ridge property. Yeah. And uh, that I never, that I hadn't had any pictures of before at all, just showed up. Not a big deer, but outside deer. So he was shooting. I'd shot him. Yeah. 
and hunted him pretty hard, pretty consistently, and then nothing become of it. Yeah. North Carolina season ended, so right back into Tennessee we go, and when I've got back into this last week of Tennessee season, it has completely died. There's been, but there's a full moon right now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's bright as it can be outside We had right this now. really good warm streak here for a couple of days. We're up to back what, 60-something degrees for Yeah, a lot of which days. we needed it because it got down below zero. It, we, had for, a, we had a rough 48 hours anyway. Yeah. Right before Christmas. We had a cold front come through, and, I mean, it was brutal. It was rough. Coldest it's been in a long yeah, time. Yeah, it was negative 5 to negative 10 before the wind chill. And yeah. And 20-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah, I mean, it here, was – Yeah, actually, where I'm at, the lowest it got was negative, tw- negative 11. Negative 11, and then with the wind chill – well, wind gusts were like – 60 miles an hour yeah up to 60 miles an hour yeah i mean it was frigid over on that side of the country yeah and it's just rough yeah but uh but after that and this warm streak we had deer movement as far as shooting hours was yeah daytime n- movement non-existent yeah at all i well put it this way the last three days i've hunted are the only three days all of the 2022-2023 season that i've been skunked at all dang like every day I've hunted, I've at least seen at least something. Yeah, at least, at least a doe or something, a yearling. Right, and these last three days I've been skunked nothing Sheesh. at all. And these are places we've kept Big and J, like I say, out and kept deer consistently. Big and J mineral, mineral in Tennessee, and of course North yeah. Carolina. You know we kept everything else. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. Squared and corn and stuff, and even in those spots in North Carolina, same way. Even with the feed and stuff nothing just dried up on they've just they'll come through you have, have a cruise through it one two three in the morning yeah and at least from from on my end of stuff yeah over yeah. here the movement stayed pretty consistent but they've also not been pressured since thanksgiving week true i mean we we kind of run out of tags so yeah except for dad and dad just run out of interest he just we actually had <laughs> probably one of the biggest consistent deer on the property start daylight and um the last week of rifle season and i've got that one cut off it's all good <laughs> christian's over <laughs> there smacking mics my, guys. Yeah. but no we had one of our best deer start daylighting consistently and i went to dad and i'm like you if you want to kill this deer it's time right now it's time yeah. and i mean it was in a easy spot to hunt and he said we're so close to the end right now he said we've got enough meat in the freezer let's just let him walk let's see what he makes next year my and God. then i was nervous 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 because after rifle season goes out you get that late bow season late archery yeah. season and right before that cold front hit there were a couple of days where the deer were moving really well yeah we had some other guys on our team walker killed that nice yeah, deer right before that he got i think that deer scored 148 yeah 148 and change five eights yeah something. something like that solid really solid deer mainframe 11 point and then uh i had one of the neighbors up here call me and he said i shot a deer this morning can you come help me track it i can't find it and so i'm like oh lord i'm just sitting there in my head wondering which deer it was right and then uh i don't you guys have heard us talk on the podcast about the deer i shot with a muzzleloader and never found he showed back up on camera and i hit him square through the shoulders broke one of his shoulders he was carrying that leg but he was fine like, he was fighting. I've got pictures of him fighting other deer, yeah. running at does and stuff. So he was going to make it. Well, sure enough, right before that cold front come through, one of the neighbors got a shot on him, and they took it. And I don't blame him. Right. I mean, he's a pretty deer. But 
he hit it too far forward. I'm 99% sure. And it ran off and we never did find it. Dang so God. that deer had a rough, had a rough year, had a rough life, I guess. Yeah. Cause the day after he got shot, it went sub zero for 48 hours. Yeah. And I doubt he made it, but it just, it goes to show how tough these animals are. It's That's crazy. And, but right where I was going with that was right before that cold front, the deer were really moving. They were they moving well. moving really good. But and that was still when North Carolina season was Yeah, still North Carolina was, was still in. It was right before Christmas. And I was hunting a couple deer hard. Yeah. And just never just prevailed. Just, it, it was always something small, like either they come in 10 minutes after legal shooting light or just didn't show up at all. Yeah. Like it was always just, it's just a big chess game. Yeah, absolutely. Like it always is, but again, that's, yeah. that's what it's all about. Just never could make it happen. But since then, he's focused on the Tennessee season. We let uh, Trey, he shot a doe, and that's another story. Yeah. You know, if, you, if, you everybody, if you've seen the uh, <clears throat> the episode of the Holler Hunters where I had shot a doe on my birthday a couple years ago. Yeah, that's two years ago now, I guess. I think so. It's season two, one, wasn't it? Yeah, season one. Yeah. You know, I, I'd, I'd hit her, and she rolled. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then uh, took off. Took off. Didn't think she's going to get up, but she did, and she left there. Well, we had the same incident happen a couple of days ago. Let Trey shoot. All enough, same rifle. Just a 270. Yeah. Made a good shot. We got her on video. I mean, she bucked hard. I mean. Oh, yeah. She did that I, big like, mule kick. Yeah. Like, no doubt, this deer's dead. She run down here. like, she's running towards the truck, so to speak. So yeah. We're in good shape. <laughs> Wrong. We get out and look for her. There's no blood. We... Jeez. we look and look and we go where we figured she might went never found her so we commenced to grid searching you know we literally would walk three feet beside each other straight lines back and forth yeah just looking for anything we ended up finding a piece of bone i don't know an inch and a half Jeez. long by maybe a half inch wide yeah it's a little bit of blood on it is the only thing we found that's crazy looked everywhere figured well maybe there was a there's a beach thicket to our left, up on up on this ridge, like well, maybe she went up in there and down in that thick. Yeah, nothing. You know, we tried not to, you know, push her. We didn't think she was going to go far, anyways. Yeah, it's like, well, I hate to actually push her out. Let's come back in the morning. Yeah, I mean, that was after two hours of searching. You know, long time searching. Yeah, come back in the morning, look for blood, no blood again, nothing. Yeah. We searched that whole property and never found nothing. There's a creek that runs down through this place, and we figured maybe she went to water. No. They walked the whole creek. I don't know. It's probably quarter mile, half mile, that creek. Never seen nothing. That's crazy. No sign of her whatsoever. I don't know where she... We were sitting in a hay shed, actually. So when she come down by us, you know, once she goes past the hay shed, can't see where she went. Yeah. Now we followed her on camera till couldn't see her yeah no idea where she went that's wild in in hindsight i guess a body should have got up and walked outside of it and watched and seen where where she went well yeah but in that situation the shot looks good you who's gonna think that i mean so so that one got away from us but then since then um if we go back to where i shot the velvet deer Mm -hmm. uh one of the I had a couple good shooters on that property. It's right on North Carolina, Tennessee line. You know, it's pretty versatile where, how yeah. you hunt that area. Yeah. So we commenced, ended up going and hunting on North Carolina side yeah. for the rest of that, for the most of the season. Well, it's like, well, I don't know, about a month before a season went out, I switched everything back over to Tennessee and just to see if anything would come over, hadn't had nothing. Well, 
I guess it was three days ago. Yeah. First shooter out of all of mine finally showed back up. It was the one we called uh, Barbosa. He's a nine point. He's a mainframe eight with a extra split off of his uh, G two. Yeah. Just comes straight up like a fork. He finally showed back up. So that's the nice. one we've been really hunting hard last couple of days. But we had him come in at. He actually come in at three o'clock last night. Was there for an hour in the morning? Like in the morning, in the, in the dark. Yeah, in yeah. the dark. Yeah. And somebody's dog come in and run it out. Oh man! Had a picture of him. It was three forty eight, three fifty one. There's a hound in there. Well, if it. it wasn't like hard on his trail, he probably just ran up on the hill and. I hope stayed out of the way. I hope. Yeah, hopefully that hope. dog wasn't running hard. But I ain't got a picture of him yet. I'm sitting here, or you know, just patiently refreshing <laughs> the reveal lap, just waiting to see if he shows back up tonight. Oddly enough, nope, that's just a doze. <laughs> that's not him. I do have a new deer, though. It's like a funky-looking spot. Anyways, sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that's been the deer season. We've got, like I say, two, we've got Saturday and Sunday left. Yeah. I've still got one doe tag left, one buck tag left. Uh, right now, as the idea sets tomorrow, I don't know, I may just shoot whatever. Not whatever shows up, but shooter buck comes in, shoot it. Doe comes in, yeah, shoot it. Was whatever. So, like I say, you got two days left. Well, yeah, you got two days, and if you've got freezer space, it's time to fill it. And it's raffle season still. Yeah, that's the that's the big yeah kicker down there. That's one thing I really liked about that. Which oddly enough, I didn't tag the first thing in North Carolina, aside from turkeys. Yeah, like I thought, I got to thinking about it. Never tagged nothing North Carolina. I I got set in on Tennessee and couldn't get nothing out in the road. Can't get nothing out in the road this year. <laughs> nope, not this time. Well, you said something just now that triggered a little bit of thought on my part. Um, this is off topic, but it wouldn't be us if we didn't get off topic. Exactly right. You were talking about deer probably went to water, and that's the conventional thought is if a wounded, if it's right. wounded, it's going to water. I was listening to something the other day. It was another podcast, and they had, uh, I think it was the guy from Drone Deer Recovery. If you guys haven't seen the seen Drone thing. Deer Recovery, it's freaking wicked. The guy's got a, a really nice drone, and he's got thermal camera on it and a regular camera on it and a big light and all this stuff. But they were talking to him about it and ask him if you, like, because he considers a deer recovered when he finds the deer in the woods, whether yeah. it's still alive or not, because... He can see with those cameras when he finds it on that thermal, he switches to the regular camera in the spotlight, and he can see that deer if it's laid up and still alive and moving its head around. They can actually see the wound and see right. like blood dripping off of it and stuff. Right. It's really really cool. It's neat. Yeah, it's one of the coolest things ever. He's but on. they were asking him, "Do you find a big percentage of these wounded deer like around water?" And he said, "It's like very rare." Yeah. He said, "Most of the time they're gone to bed." Yeah, and a lot of the ones that he find are still alive. I just thought that was interesting because you always heard deer gets yeah. hurt, it's going to water, and a lot of times it does. And I right. think it depends on the shot. Yeah. I think if it's more of like a gut shot, maybe he's going yeah. to go to water or, or something. Long shot, I think. Maybe. Because uh, I had that one doe that I'd shot in Tennessee that got away from me. Yeah. Um, it was a long shot, and she had went to water. She had went to water. Sure enough, well, I figured that's where she went, but we didn't look far enough up this creek. And then a month later, property owner was walking walking the property yeah and found her found her in the creek dang but the air is still in her it was a good shot she didn't go nowhere just we didn't search the right spot just didn't yeah just where i'd shot there wasn't a ton of blood yeah 
where she ran downhill, she didn't have didn't bleed a whole whole lot. Yeah, if it was a freak situation, fifteen thousand dollars, we need to get us one of those drones. Yeah, for real, <laughs> those things like are wicked. Those are they're, absolutely they're cool awesome. as they can be. But yeah, sorry, I just I thought that was interesting coming from somebody that I mean this That's year all alone. He does. Yeah, I mean he's probably done close to a thousand recoveries this year it's, yeah i looked it up i got nosy you know how much he caught he charges just to come out 400 four yeah and then an extra hundred dollars if he finds the animal whether yeah. it's alive or dead yep finds but it. he's also up in amish country in ohio. ohio yeah and they're killing like 160 170 inch deer yeah if Dude. i just shot 170 inch deer i'd pay him 400 dollars to come uh, yeah i mean at least yeah. you know have some closure and figure out what's right. going when it doesn't especially, spook the deer right especially if you're somebody that, that lives up there and tries to manage your property like like yeah. we do here i mean you have a deer that you've worked that hard on put all this time and effort and money into uh yeah i'll, I'll put four hundred dollars well, and on that podcast he was talking about knowing yeah he was talking about he has people after seasons over come in to do like a inventory figure out buck to doe ratio and stuff how many deers on the property and stuff yeah. like that i mean he can do some really cool stuff with yeah, that thing. Like I, I, the more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, how do I come up with fifteen thousand dollars to get <laughs> one of these? Well, drones? he he said on there with the fifteen is like the just the drone. Yeah. With all the stuff that he uses, like I'm the cameras sure and all that stuff, he said it twenty. He said it's twenty one. I think. Yeah, is what he's got in it. That makes sense. in that drone, but I mean, he's got a. It's awesome a small setup. helicopter. Let's be. It ain't a drone. Just a drone. It's basically. Yeah, a small I mean, he's got a great setup. It's, it's really wicked. cool. It's wicked. So. But I can't remember his name, but I think it is just drone. It's drone, drone deer recovery. recovery. Yeah. yeah, you can find him on any social platform. He's on YouTube. Yeah, he's got a whole. Yeah, the YouTube video is really cool. Yeah, like that's so. pretty sweet. Sorry, we got off on a tangent there, but but a neat one. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. That's that something. There was something else I was going to ask you about when you were talking just a minute ago. Oh, you were talking about deer that show up like just randomly. Oh yeah, we had a deer. And, of course, I'm tagged out already. Right. During rifle season, show up for one freaking night. Oh. I mean, one night. I have no history with this deer whatsoever. And I have one night's worth history with him now because he disappeared. Yeah. And he hasn't been back since. And I'm talking, he was a freaking hammer. He's probably 150-inch deer. God. Yeah. He's a mainframe 10 with kickers and junk. And he come into this one spot, this new spot I made. Five times that night. He showed up the first time at like 7 o'clock, 7.15. It wasn't too far after dark. Yeah. Stayed in there for 10 or 15 minutes eating. Left. Hour or two later, showed up again. 15, 20 minutes and left. he done that five times in one night. The last time he was in there, it was to the point at midnight, I text Dad. <laughs> and I said, you need to get your butt up and go hunting in the morning. You need to sit right here. Right. And he's like, Why? And I sent him a picture of it, and sure enough, at yeah. like five thirty, I get a picture of him going up through there in his truck, <laughs> like headed that direction. So, but that deer left out about five o'clock that morning, and I text Dad and I said he just left. Give him thirty minutes and go in, and he never come back. We've never seen him. Never had never. another picture of him. Nothing. God. Just one night, and it, it just blew my mind because, like I said, he was in there at that spot five times in that one night. And I've got three other cameras within a hundred yards of that spot. He didn't show up on any of the other cameras, just that one. Just the one. Just the one. And I'm like, holy cow! God, it's just is crazy. Goodness, that's, that's. But you it. never I know. Had, I mean, no. well, again, back on this topic, talking about the Whitetail Ridge property over there. Yeah. Uh, 
I didn't even hunt that property this year, like at all. Like back in the summer, through this through the spring and summer months, on up in the bow season, I never had any bucks coming. I had like two or three little like real small like the spikes, maybe four pointers, you know. Yeah. And like just a couple of those, not many, compared to last year when he was running reveals. Had big and J out, you know. Had a pretty good. Yeah, you, you know, had uh, several uh, shooters right there, didn't you? Yeah, and out of nowhere, just vanished. I mean, somewhere between the months of <clears throat> May and July, yeah, just whew, gone. There was a couple spikes and stuff come in there. Well, now I went in and refreshed the cameras a couple weeks ago, month ago or so. Put in more Big and J, you know, because again, it after the rut stuff, they start really needing that nutrition. Yeah, they really need it right now. And it's like, well, if something's around there, they're going to come to this and, you know, get back in it. Yeah. Sure enough, they did, and I think I've got like ten different young bucks between spikes to six pointers. Yeah. Like a ungodly amount of just young bucks that I've never seen before, and yeah. a bunch of does, and then one eight point that's nothing right now, but. Next year, I think, would be good deer. Then there's the eight point I was talking about that I would shoot this year. Yeah. Kind of glad I didn't get that opportunity because I'm excited to see what he turns into next yeah, year. Yeah, he should be a really nice deer. When I say he's not the big deer, he's, he might be 115, 120-inch deer this year. But he could be a 140 next year. Exactly. I, I mean, mean, it's not out of the realm. Keeping yeah. And keeping feet out, you know, you know keeping... Well, and if we don't have there. a bad winter, and right now, so far, other than that one cold snap... That's all we've had this year. So far. Knock on wood. Yeah, literally. Which, it's just early in January, but if you look at the 15-day forecast, these warm temperatures, it's supposed to cool off a little bit, and then it's supposed to warm right back up. Yeah. I hope it does. I do, too. I really do, too, because I've got some big plans for some stuff coming up, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. But Same. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it stays... I'm talking about property maintenance-wise. Same. Yeah. So, I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping I'm it stays, stays warm this winter, and... It's a lot easier on the deer herd. We've had a cold enough spell to kill all the bugs, so yeah, it, it's a lot easier on the deer herd. But but that seems to be that's kind of we. Yeah. I mean, overall, we all had a really good deer season. Yeah, I mean, we had. I don't had, even know how many kills we've got for the team. You this know, year. I, I, something I haven't done yet is I actually went back and counted. No. I, I, when we go to our first break, I'll go back and count it, and we'll have a number just to throw in there. Yeah, because I'm I'm curious too. But it's it's quite a bit. It it's a lot. I mean, I think. Everybody on the team killed a buck this year, I believe. That, yeah. You know, all, all our full-time guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of, I mean, I think we all done pretty good this deer season. Yeah. Whether it was a doe or buck or whatever. Yeah. You know, overall. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a good season. It was a great season. It was. Can't complain a bit. I, I, I'm never going to complain about this. No, season. you've had a stellar I've season. I've had a great keep, season. And every time, you're like, I don't think next year will be it. There ain't no way next year will be that good, and it keeps getting better. So well, you can go ahead and say it now. I'm I don't due, think it'll be. I'm due for an off year next year. There we go. There I, it I is. won't be able to find a deer in, yeah. in a Dabburn Petting Zoo next year. Yeah, there it is. There it I is. didn't kill a buck in South Carolina this year. This is the first year in probably. Didn't you really? No, I did not kill a buck in South Carolina this year. I had an opportunity. But oh, he's sure. just, he's so freaking pretty and just, oh he was, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I had a really, about. really nice three-year-old come That's in right. on me and I, I got great video of it. Yeah. And I mean, he was dead to rights. He's standing there at the feeder of death, like the feeder <laughs> where every deer in South Carolina goes to die. Yeah. Like, uh, 
Yeah, the dirt needs to be red around that. It's about red around that feeder already. (laughs) If it wasn't for it flooding right there, it'd probably just be red with blood around that feeder. Uh No, he come in and was standing there broadside, like eating and eating and eating. But he will be a really nice deer next year if he makes it. That'll be good. That was the one we called uh, Pretty Boy. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I finally got to look at him. He's actually on the on the hit list wall up there uh-huh. but uh i got to see him on the hoof and i was thinking he might be four but after seeing him on the hoof i was like there's no way and then we've got another deer down there that made it that was definitely a shooter this year like he was the best really? deer we had down there he made it and i've got pictures of him since he's went out on the feeders and stuff so he should be a hammer next year if he yeah. sticks around and the well, hogs got run off that's so good. Good and bad. Well, um, I was wanting to kill them, but I'm happy for the farmer that they went away. Uh, As soon as the acorns hit, they took off, and they never come back. So if they do show back up, we'll be ready for them. Right. Exactly right. But we did go down there and get to do some doe management. Yep. Um, We went down there Christmas Day. That afternoon we went down, and we got down there and walked inside, and I looked around, and I'm like, I don't hear the fridge running. And we walk over there, and the freaking fridge isn't cooling. Mm. And I open the freezer part. We've got some frozen biscuits, and they they weren't frozen anymore. Uh-huh. They were soft, and I was like, crap. Like, this is this is a good yeah, start. Yeah. So uh, I haven't even told you this story yet. Oh, boy. I, this, this gets good. It, it, it was fun. So we, uh, we get to messing with it, and I'm like, just don't worry about it. We'll go in the morning we'll run the lows and get us fridge so i'm in there building a fire and i hear what bang crash bow i fixed it (laughs) and i don't know what dad did he just grabbed it and beat it up against the dead burn wall (laughs) and it started working again and so i'm like well do you want to cancel the trip to lows and not go and he's like i don't trust it if it three hours from home we need one that we know is going to work he's like We'll go anyway to Lowe's in the morning, get us another fridge, just buy a cheap one. Right. And we'll take this one home and see what we can do with it. Right. So that's what we did. We go to Lowe's, buy a fridge, and buy a dolly, hand truck, because yeah. we ain't got one down there. We wasn't <laughs> right. expecting to have to do this. So we get back down there, and we get the old one rolled out, and I roll the new one in and get it down, and we're unwrapping it, getting all the plastic and stuff off of it. And you've been down there around the backside and the side of the building's cow pasture. Right. I walk over to the sink because I got something all over my hands. Went to wash my hands, look out the back pasture, and there stands a big nanny doe. And I'm Uh talking right in the middle of the day. And we're down there to kill does. Right. We had seven QDM tags that we needed to fill. Right. And so I was like, hold on, hold yours. So I run in there and get my gun off the bed. And I flip latch on the back door and ease the back door open and tiptoe out through the skinning shed and put my hand on the post of the skinning shed. And by this time, she's moving. Right. And meow. And she stops and kaboom. Meow, meow. Back at it. I'm telling you, the meow works. Especially after that video from earlier this year, I'll never grunt at a deer again. Like, yep. that was crazy. But I did, I go, meow, and she just started, boom. What the hell is that? And I didn't have my freaking, I couldn't find my walkers. Like, I was in a hurry. Yeah. 
could not find my walkers. I was shooting at six eight western. Mm. It rattled my freaking cage because I was still kind of under the overhang of the of skin a, and shed. Yeah, skin and shed that's made out of brick. No, yeah. that that one's metal. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's metal roof. The the close. building's brick. Yeah, I was about to say you're surrounded by brick. Yeah, though, so yeah, I, mean, I had sound. block around me and then metal over top of me. Yeah. So, yeah, it. <laughs> It blew all the leaves out of the skin and shed at least because <laughs> it looked like it just everything hovered. So I dropped that one. We go hunting that evening and we kill a couple more and then we go that next evening. Anyway, in two sits, we didn't even hunt the morning, either morning. We ended up killing five that first day. Dang. Yeah. And how many are you trying to get seven? We was trying to get seven. So mm. we ended up getting five. The first day, and then the second day, that evening, I killed one more. So, we got six out of the seven. I can't beat that. No, no, it was a good time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we went down there, and we absolutely smoked a bunch of those. Got one of them, only one out on video. The last one I killed, I didn't even tell you this, I was in the same spot where I seen the buck. Yeah. And I got, something happened, and... I got kind of like ill. I was some I think a coyote come through and blew them all out or something like yeah. that. And I was like, well, crap. And we were leaving that evening anyway. And so I was like, ah, I'm just going to go ahead and pack my stuff up. We still had down there. You got an hour after sunset for right. shooting light, which is insane. Like I, you can't see anything an hour right. after sunset. So I usually just go by the North Carolina rules. 30 minutes after sunset, yeah. I'm done. We still had, 10 minutes a good north carolina shooting lot left right. and i'm getting my stuff together i'm like forget it i'm just gonna get out of here come walking back up through the woods and get almost to the edge of the field where i parked the gator and there comes a whole herd of does walking God. through and so i just prop up on a cedar and one big one like sees me and starts stomping and oh, i'm yeah. like yep That's you volunteer bitch. for tribute yeah. <laughs> 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 yep as soon as she started stomping i'm like yep you're done yep that's what got two of the does I've got on video killed this year. They stopped. I, I have a hard time, Mm-mm. hard time tolerating that. Yeah, I can't stand it. It's, it's like just, you're sitting there and they're all fine, and then that one. There's I, always that one, and you're like, "Don't, don't stop, do it. Just stop. Don't be her." Yep. The you're Karen. Fine. Like right now, you're you're not gonna die. Yeah. Nobody's gonna die right now. There's <laughs> only you know if a right buck comes out, maybe. But as of right now, nobody has to die. Nobody has to go. Start your shit. <laughs> then you start being a Karen. Uh-huh. It's over. <laughs> and then you're done. So Literally. <laughs> yep, then you're done. That's well, how Kevin's deer went. We was just because we had a decent buck that was coming in whenever Kevin come down, you know, the first round. Yeah. And uh we talked about this a couple podcasts ago, and sure enough, a couple of those comes in and I don't even know what it was. I don't know if it was just I don't know if we moved or what it was in that blind, but something triggered that one and she's like, mm. Oh no! Commenced to stop, and I said, "Shoot her! Shoot her! Shoot her! Shoot her! Shoot her!" She commenced to blow, and I said, "Shoot her now!" And he raised up, and I mean, quick scoped her with yeah. a crossbow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Finished her off, but heck yeah! That last one I shot, she's in the fridge in there. We made her into jerky, <laughs> so she's done. The first five went to a processor to be snack sticks and uh-huh. summer sausage and over at uh, nickels no nickels quit this place is called what? yeah they quit doing processing you're kidding it broke my heart but this place is called hickory hills oh my gosh they got they've got pickled deer sausages that are carolina reaper Shoot. they're they're hot but god they're so good do i'm telling you they're they're spicy they got some bite to I them guarantee now, it. but they're they're so good 
They're very good. So I mean, on the right day, Dr. Pepper's got enough bite to put in there. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I could say. <laughs> but uh, real quick before we get off our our end of year deer season, this is um, this is more conversation for another podcast when we get into our deer management stuff. Uh huh. But you're talking about South Carolina and your shooters and stuff. Quick, quick rundown of how is the seven point genetic down there as compared to what it has been is it gone is it done is it worse <laughs> as far as i'm aware this season i did not have a seven point on camera on that farm so you finally so far so what i've seen as of right now i think we've got it weeded out the work is finally it's paid off i've got seven point euros laying all over the place yeah, literally but, <laughs> but i think we have exterminated the seven points at least for the most we've got all the old ones there may be some younger ones running around right. that i'm going to give a chance to throw right. a g3 on that other side but we were killing five and six year old seven points i mean right. there wasn't any of them young right um we've still got that short time genetic running yeah. around a little bit but we're starting to weed that out too we're getting yeah, where we want to be even though they say you cannot influence genetics by hunting is what the qdma has said at this point but i beg to differ Mm -hmm. but whatever they do their thing i'll do mine yeah yeah i like shooting seven points i like shooting six-year-old deer yeah i don't give a crap so Mm -mm. no uh so far it's looking good yeah i figured we'd get hard into that you know we get another podcast later on about more deer management stuff but we talking about south carolina yeah 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 i was just curious that since it's kind of our season wrap up no that that property had a odd year I had a lot of really nice three-year-olds on that property. I only had one deer that I know of. Well, Doc killed a seven-point this year. I think he oh, got yeah. the last one. So <laughs> I, think, I think he finished it off. But he got it before breeding season. Like That, uh-huh. that was Perfect. a good one to kill. And it ended up being a five-year-old deer. Right. It was the most mature deer on the property. Right. And we got him out early. And after that, I don't think I've seen another one. Um but like I say, we had a lot of really nice young eight points. Like yeah. when they're throwing eight at two years old, yeah, you yeah. know they're you're doing the right thing. You got the right, right. thing going. And we had one deer. Uh, we called him Tall Boy. We had Tall Boy and Pretty Boy. Um, Tall Boy ended up. I never got to see him on the hoof, but from pictures and stuff, even post rut pictures, he looks at least four, if not five. Yeah, but he's got a really tall tall genetic to him and i think he's going to end up being he made it through season i've got pictures of him after season was over so i think he's going to be a really nice deer but we're going down there actually tomorrow to pick up all the deer meat from the processor and we're going to go on down to the club and fill the feeders up and um run cameras like re redo batteries and stuff like that because that that cold snap was sun it was tough on my batteries I mean, oh, I guarantee it. It, it was bad up here. It was bad on batteries up here and down there. I've got two out of. I've only got three cell cams running down. One, two, three. Yeah, I think I got three cell cams running down there right now. Yeah. And two out of the three are dead. Yeah. So no, I've got four. Four cell cams running yeah. down there. Speaking of cell cams, well, yeah. Well, speaking so, of cell cams, quick little tidbit. I'm excited about this little thing that Tacticam's doing starting this year. Have you seen that rewards program they're uh-uh. doing? This is going to be handy. I was thinking about it because I've got nine truck cell cameras that I'm running. Yeah. You get to thinking about it. And this, ain't, this is for everybody. I mean, not just us for everybody. I mean, you think about it. It's $12 a piece or $13 a $13 piece. $13 a piece every month. 
Yeah, 13 times 9 is how much? <laughs> you don't do the math on that? That's a lot. That's a small house paint. Yeah. You know, you know, that's a lot. But one thing I noticed that Tacticam's doing, they're going to reveal, they're doing a rewards program for like, forever so many cameras you have. They're doing some type of like give back program, like giving rewards and different things. I don't know all the ins and outs. I just know I got an email about it a while back. And I think it's already on the app. Yeah. I hadn't looked at it, but... Uh, let me look just real quick. Yeah, it just says coming 2023. Tacticam Unlimited Insider. It's like some type of rewards program. They've got like the Insider, Select, VIP, Gold, and Black. Huh. They've got different tiers, like according to how many cameras you have. Yeah. Like you get different things, like uh, it's exclusive rewards, contents, contests, and giveaways and such. Well, that'll be cool. So... Just what we were talking about trail cameras, and I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, <laughs> these things get expensive if you really think about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, during deer season, I'm $160, $170 a month on yeah. cell cameras. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's car payment. Yeah, that's getting a little ridiculous, but... I mean, close to a car payment. It's time to... Well, as soon as they shed, I'll start cutting them off. I've got a few yeah. that I've cut off. There's one sitting here on the table already that I've yeah. I've already cut him off, but... Yeah, I'll start cutting them, cutting them back one by one until I'm down to just my core group. But Have you had any shed yet? No, none yet. Not yet. About say, no, you're shed late, don't they? Yeah, everything except for that one that was wounded last year. Remember, we found him early, but it was oh, still yeah, mid-January. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, these deer on this freaking protein. Yeah, they because <laughs> between I, Big and J and protein and feed. Yeah, they've got a lot holding to them. Yeah, they're holding on. They seem to be bouncing back really well. And so hopefully, I mean, I say hopefully they'll shed soon. I hope they hold on to them for another month. Because uh, the longer they hold them, the more healthy they are. Would you guys stop by the dollar store on the way here? Apparently, no, apparently he did it at school or something. He said, I got these for a quarter. It's a fidget spinner. Fidget spinner and a Chinese marble in a trap. No, it's a marble in it. Oh. Like you snap it back and forth or something. Fidget toys. Huh. That sounded pretty <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of interesting. But, hey, it's kept me content. I've had it over here in my pocket flicking it back and forth. And just, All right, just guys. Well, be. before we go off the rockers, let's go into our first break, and we will be back shortly with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Bone Collector Game Calls, the official game calls of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Whether it's locator calls, turkey calls, or deer calls, you can find all your calls at bonecollector.com. Proudly made in the USA. So I had a guy come in the shop the other day and said he saw a giant buck cross the road in front of him. Oh. But I have no way of knowing who owns the property you run onto. Yeah, you do. How? You get the Onyx Hunt app. What is that? It's a mapping tool. You can see how big parcels are, who owns those parcels, and in some cases, get the tax addressed where you can either send them a letter or go knock on their door and see if you can possibly hunt their property. Really? So I can use that app to find out who owns that property and possibly get permission? Yes, sir. Well, heck yeah, pull it up. Let's get on there and find out who owns that property because I'm telling you, he's a monster. Let's do it. All right, man. All right, guys, we are back with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. And now that deer season's over... We have to find something to 
to occupy our minds and occupy our time, what are you playing on on your phone? <laughs> no, you're killing me over here. I told you when we went to break, I was going to count and give us a number on how many deer we'd kill this year, and I completely didn't. We commenced to telling stories. And yeah, we've got we started got telling like, stories crap, about. I was supposed to say how many deer we've killed. So hitting I'm our buddies in the head in the head with apples and, and rocks balls and, and everything else. M80s like, at people on lawnmowers. Yeah, we've already told that story on the podcast. <laughs> but either way, that was a great story. Anyway. So, yeah, deer season's over here in North Carolina. It's going to be over in Tennessee at the end of the week. So, we have to fill in some time between now and turkey season. I said turkey season. Hello. He's he's counting, guys. It's hard. I think 21's <laughs> our final number. That's not counting Africa. That's not counting Africa, no. Yep. That's just deer, bucks and does. That's awesome. Did I hear someone say turkey season? Turkey season's coming, hey, turkey season. but between now and turkey season, Let's we have ahead. to find something no, to occupy no, our time. No, no, Let's, no, no. Let's we're, go ahead, start no. pattern of shotguns. Let's we're not getting that. into Get turkey, turkey hunting yet. Yes. No. Yes. Hey, you, you just showed on... me pictures of turkey strutting. I did show you pictures of turkey strutting. <laughs> <laughs> I have a picture somewhere Red. of four of them strutting. Literally. Yeah. <sighs> full blown strut, and I'm not talking oh jakes. Like these are full long beard strutters. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yes. I wish I could keep I was, you from here. I, was you'd catch I hate that word so bad. Why do you hate that? They're gobblers. Gobbies. Big damn gobbies. They're not gobbies. I'm going to stab you. <laughs> I cannot say that no one was harmed during the making of this podcast because he's getting ready to get hurt. Oh, God. He might not know what we're talking about. Trey's over here sitting looking at us like we're retarded. <laughs> um, our buddy Philip Culpepper, Numb Boys, they call them gobbies. They call them gobbies. That's the only thing they've slang. ever done that I'm just not happy with. I don't know why. I don't know why either. It's fits. just something about that word that just bothers me. Just, it just slang. It works. I, I don't agree. Damn gobbies. No. I'm I, all about I it. I disagree with this completely. I do not support this at all. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the gobblers are strutting. The toms. <laughs> the thunder chickens. The gobbies be doing their thing. <laughs> we're gonna I'm have to edit this it. one I, I can tell you've been excited about turkey season Dude, since in the last turkey I, season i don't know why i mean i do know why i mean it's, i love it ever but, since you whacked that one with a 410 last year you've been like dying to go that no that was my second one yeah i got that one with matthew and yeah I got that one with you and that was the last one that i've was, killed two jakes and i'm just like yeah it's great let's do it but i mean it went speaking of turkey mm-hmm. season guys we haven't i don't know if we've mentioned this yet but Strutmasters, NC Strutmasters is happening again this year. It's opening day of turkey season. Registration, North North Carolina is, yeah, in North Carolina, registration is open. April the 8th. 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 April the 8th. And. Day before Easter. Some of us will definitely be there. I'm probably most likely should be there. Yeah, that's what you. I have a scheduling conflict. You always have a scheduling conflict with Strutmasters. You're going to quit that. You know what I'm thinking, but I caught your. You're not wrong. No, because the one year Seriously. you flew up from freaking Miami or something like yeah, that. Yeah, come in from Miami the first year. Second year, I had to take off and leave to go to Virginia with uh, during drop zone. the Yeah, during, during the concert. The, yeah, during the concerts. That was And now this fun. year, yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> Loved it. Anyways, um, and then this year, Bristol. it's Easter weekend in Bristol. I've already got credential stuff for Bristol figured out. Yeah. So now I've got to figure out how I'm going to work in my NASCAR photography around Strutmasters. I'm going to try to see if I can find somebody to help cover uh, the practice day and uh, the truck race day. 
I would. And then me just come in straight from Strutmasters and be be there Sunday. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited for Strutmasters. I love that. Yeah, I don't. It, everything about that is 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 like, a blast. We've we've done many. We've done multiple podcasts on it. You know, we've got episodes on it. You know, we can't stress enough just how fun that event is. It really it's, is. It's so it's much fun. It's a competition that any blue collar, any not anybody well, at any, all. Yeah, it's just that first year. I think those guys had that pretty well nailed down. But ever since that first year, like. It's it's a toss up. Anybody can win. Literally anybody can win. I mean, just like well, first year they kind of had some big turkeys. Yeah, this last year, year it was doable. Yeah, because it was tough for everybody. Yep, everybody struggled last year just because it's just how it is sometimes. Yep. It's the time of the year and stuff. Don't ever know what the weather's going to be. Well, like, it's always the early and they're always still hand up. I mean, it's yep, exactly. That so, opening day, you got to get lucky. Exactly. And for us, you got to get really. We got to get really lucky because we're going yeah. down to farms we've never hunted before. Yeah, I and feel then, like every year we do it though, or at least for my team, every year we do it, we're going. To, we're getting a little bit better. Like we killed yeah. a turkey last year. It yeah. just so happened one of the guys that wasn't entered in the competition shot yeah. the turkey. Well, you've killed a bird two years in a row. First year you got one too. Remember, Sam got one. Oh yeah, Samuel got one the first yeah. year. Sam got one the first year. Yeah. And, and then, then last year, Dylan killed that one because Samuel was playing with himself. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it could be third times a charm, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually we're going to get it right. But every year we hunt down there because we get one or two days to hunt. We hunt the day of the competition, and then we usually hunt on Sunday too right. because we're already five there. hours away from home. We're might going to might well. as well. And we usually have tags because we didn't do any good the day before. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but so. we're starting to figure those farms out. We're hunting the same farms yeah. over and over and over, and we're starting to figure them out. So eventually, one would think be able to get it done. We, we'll be able to get it done. Yeah. Because there's some giant turkeys down there. I mean, some, some absolutely giant turkeys down there. So I'm I'm excited. You know, they've already announced kind of their lineup. It's going to be the same guys. You know, Culpepper, Waddell, all them boys are going to be there. Yeah. They haven't announced their music and stuff yet, but. They always have somebody good, so yeah. Hopefully, like the same that. guy that was there last year comes. He done a heck of a yeah. job. Oh, Mikael Buck. He's, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's you really know him. Good. And of course, uh, I can see his face. I don't know why his name just slipped my mind. Uh, Hosey. Hosey. You know they always put on a good show. Yeah. So, man. Well, and it was, it's just fun to go down there and hang out, and yeah. it's everybody that loves turkeys, turkey hunting, hunting in general, having yeah. a good time. Everybody's Hopefully, it's warm reason. this year. Last year was cold. It's rough. The first year, it perfect. Was, wonderful like the perfect. conditions were wonderful and yeah. then uh other than and hopefully we can get um john and um i've had a brain fart same I, again i say i'm terrible with names i yeah, see his face I too I, I see his face hopefully we can get the guys from Strutmasters on um in a week or two and just go over everything and get yeah. them to do an official announcement once they figure out their lineups and all that stuff yeah that's driving me insane. Yeah, that's going to bother I'm, me. I'm look. I'm literally can see his. Yeah, face. I can too. And I've talked to him like a dozen times since then. I know him. Yeah. I just can't remember his name. Terrible. I'm so names. sorry if you're listening to this. I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, no, we're just hopefully he's not listening to this one. But um, terrible with names. It's going to drive me insane. All right, uh, you talk for a minute. I got this. Anyways, anyways, while he looks for a name, because it's going to drive me and him both insane. Uh, but anyways, it is coming. We are excited about Strap Masters for 2023, and Holler Hunters will be there in some way, shape, or form again. And then on top of that, we also have the kids' turkey hunt coming up from our end up here in the mountains. 
should be scheduled for April the first. It's opening, you know, the opening day for um, youth season in North Carolina. Miles. Miles. There it is. I didn't even find his name. I seen his I face. Thinking, I was thinking about his last name. I was like, what is it? Oh, it's it's different. I can't remember what it is. I, I mispronounced it, so I'm afraid uh, to say. Yeah, I know what it is. It starts with an M. Yeah. Minges or Minges or Minges. Minges. I'm, ter- I, I mean, I'm, I'm terrible at. I've I'm mispronounced it. I'm bad with names. I, I mispronounced pronounce them. Yeah, I mispronounced Ooh. it on the podcast that we did with them last year. Yeah. When I introduced them. Yeah. Because after I we got done, it. he's like, by the way, you said my name wrong. Yeah. I'm like, by the way. My bad. Dude, he could have called us out on it. Nah, he could have said something like while yeah. we were doing it. He'd be like, yeah. hey, asshole, that's not my name. Yeah. We'd have been fine with that. Totally fine. But we're excited about it. Strut Masters coming up. Kids Turkey Hunt's coming up. We're going to have more information coming pretty soon. Yep, the, we'll at, see the Appalachian Hauler Hunter Youth Turkey Hunt is going to be April the 1st this year, guys. A yep. little bit of change this year just due to state rules. It's nothing of our own. It's going to be North Carolina only this year. Tennessee. Only because season changes. Tennessee yep. moved their season back, and their season won't be in. So it'll just be North Carolina only. Yep. And we're not close enough for anybody for it to necessarily be worth it for South Carolina. So, Yeah, I mean, I mean if you want to register in South Carolina for a youth and you want to drive up here, it's two and a half, three hours, go, go for, for it. it. As long as you can get here before cutoff, yep. that is fine. But we are also changing locations this year. Yes. 99%. 99% sure. As long we're, as we're, one person here does the proper paperwork that's ready for him yes. at the extension office. As long as somebody don't screw this up, we're good to go. <laughs> uh, we'll be doing it at the Avery County Fairgrounds um, in Newland, North Carolina. Yep. We've got a lot of stuff lined up. I try not to give a whole lot of stuff away just yet, but we're going to have some entertainment. We're going to have some fun stuff going on. Of course, good food. Grand Kids. prize is going to be the same this year. Um, we're going to have trophies again this year. Yep. And hopefully we can get our sponsors to reach out and help us with some stuff to give away. Yep. We're also going to do Mountaineer Outfitters is doing the the stuff, taxidermy the, of the yep. prize bird. The stuff. We're going to stuff, stuff the bird. We're going to stuff the bird. <laughs> stuff the bird. Yep, stuff the bird. And we, I actually just talked to the guy that's doing the mount from last year, and he's almost finished with it. But he does – you don't rush him. He does no, such he a good is, job. And yeah. the first year's winner – she got he, he it was a he yeah remington remington got that he got his bird back yep they were happy with that josh done a great job so sweet um so i'm i'm excited yeah i am year. too we'll, we'll have some more stuff coming out and just stay you know keep in tune with our social media we'll have registration up fairly soon yep and of course all, all the new rule i won't say new rules but all the updated rules and forms so yep so just keep an eye on that we'll have an announcement here on the podcast coming up pretty soon too yep and anybody that wants to be involved with this, just contact me or contact Christian, and we'll get you. We'll figure out a way to we'll get you involved for sure. And it's, it's getting bigger every year. Yeah, and I'm it's, sure we're still going to do the mentor hunts this year. Yes, we're that we will do the mentor actually, hunts, but we've got a. We that's one thing we're going to have to really dive into and really work on this year. You know, last year it was, I ain't gonna say last minute, but in a sense it was kind of last minute. It's well, just, we had two or three guys that knew they were going to do it and right. were good to go with it and then we had josh daniels he stepped up and volunteered yeah. to do one at, at the last minute because yeah. one of our guys had to drop out and he done a great job yeah i mean yeah it wasn't his fault it was almost right. freaking it's snowing it was lit, it's, yeah. it's april 1st in the mountains right he, what are you going to be, be 70 yeah could be 30 yeah and they were you on know. birds that morning yeah that's what, and that's what it's all about it's yeah. not about necessarily the kill it's about going out and enjoying turkey hunting that's what this is all well, about that's what it's been about since we started it and the girls that they had taken they got in the uh, turkey call contest one of them won stuff yep. during the call contest and 
I think they racked up in the yeah. door prizes and stuff. I mean, so there's more to win if you don't kill a bird. There's plenty to win. We're yeah. gonna have we're gonna have our call competitions and stuff again this year. We're gonna try to do different prizes a little bit different, just so we don't give away the same exact thing, yeah. so to speak. But we'll have some good prizes and stuff this year. Too. Oh yeah. Of course, we do our raffles and stuff as well. So there's stuff for kids and adults, and then some delicious barbecue. So. <laughs> I, speaking of which, I made barbecue the other night. I smoked pork butt. <clears throat> and Parker looks at me and she said, you think it'll be as good as Benny's? <laughs> I was like, I doubt it, but you never know. We'll try it. Yeah, we'll I'm, I'm going to give it my best shot, but I can't promise you Benny right. barbecue at any time. <laughs> she yeah. still calls him Benny barbecue. Benny He's barbecue. not Benny Vance anymore. He's Benny barbecue. I've seen him in a hot minute. I've not seen him since uh, early bear season. Early bear season last time I seen him. Or very first. We need to talk to him because uh, he had a really good deer season too. I heard something about that. Did yeah. he kill two? Yeah. Same day or something? Or no, two I don't days know about or something? In like a two-day period. I don't yeah. think it was the same day because no. I don't know if that's legal in North Carolina. But I think it was close. I think it was back-to-back days. Yeah. But uh, he killed two really nice deer. I think a nine and a ten or something like that. But yeah. <clears throat> he had a heck of a deer season. And I think they ended up having a pretty good bear season. They had a slow start. He told me every bear they run during that early season must have had three-foot legs because well, he said yeah. they had a hard time. That's how it was for everybody. This bear season was tough. For as many bears as we had, it was rough. Yeah. Really rough. bunch of leggy bears running around. Mm-hmm. But. But anyways. Anyways. Turkey season's coming, and I'm excited. <clears throat> I can't tell. I'm actually excited this year, too, but I always get excited and by the time we get done with the youth day and, and then strut masters, masters, you're over. You're I'm, I'm burnt out until. Don't worry, I well, know a guy. Not who, to mention the fact that every day I go turkey hunting in the spring, I can expect to come back to work to an ass chewing because uh, <laughs> it's our busiest time of the year, yeah. and it's usually I'm skipping out on a Saturday morning or something. I'm yeah. getting getting my butt chewed out. So, <clears throat> and I miss the first two Saturdays of April. Yeah. Because of our competition and the other competition. Yep. So by the time the ninth of April comes around, he's ready to kill me anyway. He's ready to be skin alive. <laughs> yeah. But, so but hopefully I'll do some more turkey hunting this year. I will say that the coon trapping has done a great number on this property. It made a big difference. I mean, you were seeing it by the trail camera pictures. I'm getting more turkey pictures right now just because we had so many turkeys hatch off last year and survive. Right. Dude, there's more turkeys on this farm than there's been in 10 years, just oh, yeah. off of one year of coon trapping. Yeah. They can say what they want, and I'm sure there are diseases in the bird population. Bird flu's a real thing and this, that. Yeah. But a lot of them can survive the bird flu. I mean, I've seen it in waterfowl that it don't necessarily kill them. Once they get over it, they're fine. Right. And I assume it's going to be the same in turkeys. But, guys, I can't say this enough. If you're having problems with turkey numbers, and at the same time when you're deer hunting, you're seeing 10 coons on your bait pile, that's your damn problem. Yeah kill some coons right I, it's not fun i don't like doing it but i also don't like seeing my turkey population extinct right and the way i i'd heard i miss this from somebody else but somebody i'd heard described it this way if you look at it is in like you just mentioned there's all look at the variables that can kill a turkey yeah you've got coons and you've got possums you've got disease all these things if you look at it in from a human standpoint there are all the things that can kill a human yep. you've got natural disease car wrecks you know, not different random things. If you could take one of those things out, yep. just one, look at how many less deaths there would be. Yeah. Same thing goes for turkeys. If you could take one of those variables out, yep. even a majority, look how much, much you're doing. And in that instance, you're taking a lot of coons yep. out, keeping them from eating killed, or eating turkey eggs, so forth and so on. Yeah. 
look at how much well the proofs in the pudding so to speak i mean i've got the proofs for proof here on trail cameras yeah. I, I you can take this property as a perfect example and I've got properties that are five miles up the road that we're still not seeing hardly any turkeys. Yeah. And we're seeing eight and ten coons at a time. And I haven't went up there and trapped, but I'm going to. Yeah. It's just, you've got to, you've got to do something with them because there's nothing really that eats raccoon. Yeah. And they've got no natural predators much. I mean, I'm sure a coyote would if they wanted to, but I've had pictures of coyotes eating beside raccoons and they won't mess yeah. with them. Yep. So <clears throat> do, do what you can. It's way easier to trap a raccoon than it is to trap a coyote or something like that. Yeah. I've not got that kind of trapping skills, but I can catch a freaking coon. Right. I mean, That's pretty put simple. You in, last year, all we were using for baits, dog food. Just yeah. put you a little bit, a handful of dog food in a live trap. We wasn't even really covering them or hiding them. And they the were coming in. They'll go in a lot of times. That's exactly right. And we were just putting the dang traps beside the areas that we'd been baiting. Yeah. They come through those areas anyway. And so, yeah. That's what I was kind of going to get into is stuff we're going to do after season. That's one thing I'm excited about is some coon hunting. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, it's it's been rough because on from my standpoint, coons are hard to come by on, on our properties right now. Yeah. Like I've got out of like the eight places I've got to hunt right now, I think two of them, three of them have more than one or two coons yeah some of the places i've not got the first picture of a coon wow i've got three locations right now that i know that i've got at least two coons yeah and there may be more maybe less i mean whatever but i've got three spots right now that i know i can maybe go do some coon hunting and i'm really going to dig into it because <clears throat> a little plug for elk river supply you know they always do a uh, coon of the year contest yeah they do big coon little coon you know you've got all season to go down there and weigh weigh a coon yeah biggest one of the year gets the pot and wonder if it has to be chased by a dog. Technically. It'd be really hard to tell if it was chased by a dog or chased by a trap. I mean, technically. <laughs> I mean, I might be in the game, boys. I ain't even got a dog. Yeah. I mean, technically, <laughs> you know, it seems to be. But, no, they always do that, you know. And I can't remember what the prize is this year, but they always do like a collar or something of that nature. Yeah. You go pay 20 bucks, I think. I mean, I know I'm in it this year. I think they cut it off like the day before season starts each yeah. year. But. But it's fun, something to do. And there's that one spot, talking about the, the ranch property, I've got a coon or two over there that's massive. Yeah. They've been living off a lot. There's a lot of food over there for the on that property. <laughs> a lot of food over there. There's, I mean, everything you can imagine for natural food source, yeah. it's there. Yeah. So these coons have been eating a lot for a long time and ain't been hunted. Yeah. So I'm excited. Speaking of coon hunting. This is, I don't know that I've ever told you this story, but this Here goes go. back to last year. We didn't get to go to Georgia hog hunting this year. Yeah. Um, the guys that we go with, they went, we all went to Africa and yeah. everybody's trying to sh- recover from that financially. So, and more <laughs> than that, getting off work for right. any more time because we were there for so long. Right. Um, so we canceled the trip, but last year we were down there and we were we were hunting and a lot of this is just walking around on foot and we were hunting one day and uh we get seeing some guys walking through the woods and we're on the island like Mm. there's not supposed to be anybody else on this island right and uh everyone we had i I knew i had heard a like 22 shot a couple times but i thought well maybe it's over on the mainland right because sound travels so well down there anyway oh yeah and we looked, and there's three or four people walking through the woods, like, spread out. And uh, it was these black fellers that lived down there. And 
they were looking like they were just like in a slow kind of stagger walking through the woods but they all had their heads up had their heads up had their heads up and where we were at was in live oak forest these oak trees are 50 foot high and they're so big around you can't reach around them and these guys are just walking around this is in daylight it's sitting after dark and we went over and talked to them how you doing we're going good we're doing good we're going doing good uh colonel said we could come over here and hunt and I was like, well, it ain't nothing to us. We're just here hog hunting. What you guys after? And he said, man, we after raccoons. <laughs> Do what now? He said, we after raccoons. Raccoon? Yeah. Yeah, we out here raccoon hunting. I'm like, where's your dog? Oh, man, we don't use no dog. <laughs> How you kill them? He said, we just find them up in the tree. They're they're walking around just in a slow stagger looking, and they're picking these trees apart. And, I mean, these are huge (laughs) oaks with the leaves still on them. And they'd see one laying up there asleep and pow. Yeah, knock him out. I've heard of people doing it. And, I mean, they had had like a bag full of them. And apparently these, these families have been there since the early colonial days. Yeah. I mean, they've been there for a long time. And it's a tradition around Christmas. That's what they have for their Christmas meal is raccoon. Huh. And that's how they kill them. They, no dog involved, no night hunting involved, just Going to look walking them. around the woods in the day and find them laying asleep on a limb and Sunday pop them out. It tickled me. We're, we're looking for them raccoons. And raccoons. I was like, the the what? He said them raccoons. And I, was, I looked at Sam and he's like, they're coon hunting. I'm like, huh. And I mean, they were, they were stacking them. Okay, and I'm talking... Did. Some freaking chunks, oh. big ass coons, because <laughs> they never got hunted. I right. mean, everybody goes down there to hog hunt and right. to deer hunt. Who's going to freaking coon hunt? Right. But Everybody's those guys, made. yeah, the colonel lets them go over there uh, before Christmas. Yeah, and he, it's just one or two days, and they go over there. But God Almighty, they had a sack full That's of coons. Yeah, I've heard people doing that before, but I can't remember where. There's somewhere I seen like a it might have been like a documentary or something on YouTube. That's like the only way they they do that, and they do it for. It's not for their hides. It's for well for their hides, but it's for something else, for something medicine or something. It, it's something off off the wall. Off. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's how they do it. Is they go in the daytime and like early, early in the morning and look. Yeah. And well, this them. was around seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. So it, yeah, they'd been walking around looking, but it's after the. It was plenty daylight. I mean, it was right. early enough. Right. And we'd had time to get plumb to the north end of the island. That's where they were at. But yeah, it was crazy. It just blew me. my mind that they were able to kill coons without a dog and just. Yeah. But it did. It looked like they were almost kind of drunk, staggering around. Yeah, just, they're just wow, walking just, around through the woods with their heads up. Hell, they never looked down. I'd walked right into a tree or something. Yeah, but, I'd, have, I'd have got killed. You couldn't yeah. do it up here. You would get killed. You walk off a cliff. Yeah, you would. It, but there, it's flat as it yeah, can be. If you hear your feet sloshing, you've hit the water. Turn around, go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about that. Speaking of such things, it being the end of deer season, turkey season ain't here yet. Nope. Unfortunately, we got to do something to fill a void. What you going to do? Well, actually, this week, I'm going on my first duck hunt of the year. Really? I'm excited. Uh, oh. Me and Samuel and Tanner and Junior, we're going to the Currituck Sound. We're going to the other side of the state. Oh. Yeah. We're going to North Carolina coast, and we're going duck hunting. Sure that. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's something we've been planning for, well, since last year. Heck um, yeah. They as a group of them went last year, and I told him, I was like, if anybody backs out, you let me know. Yeah. And he called me, Tanner called me, he's like, 
yeah, none of them other guys want to go. Do you want to go? And I'm like, heck yeah, I want to uh, go. Yeah. And he's like, can you think of anybody else that'd want to go? And I was like, well, Sam Gates has been wanting to go on a duck trip, uh, so yeah. call him. Because that's all part of the pheasant hunt crew anyway. Right. So But yeah, so we're going we're going duck hunting this right. week. We're leaving Tuesday. Uh-huh. But we're just we're just hunting a couple of days. We ain't going to be gone long, but right. it's still going to be freaking awesome. You that going Because I ain't bought a duck stamp in probably three years. I just uh, hadn't had time to do any duck hunting. Right. Uh, got my waders out the other day and tested them, and of course they had a hole right in the crotch oh, of them. Of we're in the same, um, leaking like crazy. So there's a, a new pair of waders sitting over there in that pile of junk uh-huh. somewhere. That hurt my heart a little bit. Oh, but I guarantee it. I got like 12 years out of that last set. Can't you can't ask for much more no. out of a set of waders. That's a lot. Yeah. So I got me a set of waders. I'm ready to go duck hunting. I guess got got steel shot. Got my duck stamp. And ready to then roll. Uh, rabbit hunting, son. I'm so excited about rabbit hunting. We got one month left to rabbit season. Is there, yeah, I guess it is right there. Well, left. no. is it? Does it end February or March? Beginning uh, of February or end of February? I don't remember. Well, we I got really, some time left to rabbit hunt. Yeah. Something I ain't got to do yet. <laughs> I hadn't got to go this year. Um, all the guys I go with wait till the end of deer season. Yeah. So, because they're hunting, deer hunting deer the hunting. places that they're rabbit hunting. So, deer season's over, so it's time to fire up the beagles. I'm uh, I'm ready chasing beagles around a little bit. That'll be fun. I've been looking for me a 28 gauge. I haven't been able to get me get the one I want yet, but uh-huh. I'm trying to find me. Benelli's got a Super Black Eagle three and a three inch, twenty eight gauge now, right? And so I'm pretty excited about that. So I'm trying to get my hands on one of those, uh-huh. but unfortunately I'm not a Benelli dealer, so I'm mm-hmm. having to rely on other gun dealers. Which my buddy down in South Carolina, down at Nichols, Edwin, I've got him on it, and he'll find one. Yeah, like he he can find them. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> that'll be good. And I'm, then uh, still looking for my first duck hunt. Uh-huh. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't answer the phone, so I don't invite you. Oh, wow. It's like, there uh, it is. Well, there it is. You hadn't been introduced to this whole concept, but there's <laughs> like different levels of membership on our friends group here, Christian. Oh, yeah? And yeah. Joey come up with this concept, actually, because really? he hadn't oh, been invited be to good. a pheasant hunt. So oh, apparently you got to be a platinum right. member to get on the pheasant hunt. Oh, gotcha. And Joey said he's only like a bronze level <laughs> member. So he's like, what do I get to do? Like chicken hunting in, the, in Lenore or something? So. Maybe you just got stuck on the bronze level with Joey. No, if, we get, if we get any chicken hunts down in Lenore, maybe we can take you and him down no, there. We but can get in on that one. You hadn't got in on the platinum. I think this trip's a platinum level membership. That's what he told me the other day. Because he found out we were going. He was raising cane. He's like, oh, dang it. What do I have to do to get yeah. to a platinum level? Yeah. That, that sounds like something Joey Yeah, would say. he's like, when's the chicken hunt? He's like, I can't go on a pheasant hunt or a duck hunt. Maybe I can go chicken hunting in Lenore. That's good. That's a good one. But yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm excited about some rabbit hunting though. Gonna go do some coon hunting. Yep. And then the closest thing I can get to duck hunting, I'm gonna do me some crow hunting. That's always fun. Oh, we I went love the other day. Crow hunting. Oh man, we smoked them. Did you really? Oh yes, we did. We sure did. They found uh, it wasn't long after we killed all those deer. Yeah. And they found our gut pile. And oh, I mean, they yeah. were Swarming. on them thicker than bugs on a bumper. God yeah. And we got about. 40 yard or well about 100 yards up from where the pile was yeah and we set up with a call me and pudding did and i mean we we torched them it was great i'm excited soon as soon as deer season's out in tennessee that's where my focus is going that and coyotes yeah right you know back earlier in the season there was a ton of coyotes like i was getting a lot of pictures of them yeah now they've all just kind of 
advantage, well, that's good which, is, which is good. Yeah. But I'd rather them come back so I can go ahead and just get rid of them, yeah. you know, before they do come back. I mean, before they're a problem again. Yeah. But but ultimately, that's what we'll be getting into. Heck yeah. And try to do some fishing before it closes North Carolina, which Tennessee, it don't close, I don't reckon. Not on the late harvest waters, it don't. Mm-mm. You just can't so, keep them. Right. I don't, I don't ever keep them Yeah, anyways. exactly. I'm excited to go and do that. We've got plenty to do, and I reckon the body's got to do some work and get some episodes done. I mean, that might need to happen. I don't even talk about that. Yeah, I don't either. Guys, I'm not going to promise you there's an episode of Appalachian Holler Hunters coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be out when Christian gets ready to produce I'm trying. It. I'm trying. That's all I'm going to say. I'm trying. been trying. Have you been trying, or have you been trying to learn how to play a guitar? Look, that was a one-off deal. That was a one-off deal. <laughs> okay. He said, I didn't go to bed till 7 o'clock this he morning. He called me. It was he like said, 11 o'clock. I got o'clock. stuck playing a, or looking at a video and then learning how to play a guitar. No, and I'm like, so all I hear out of this is you spent no. like seven hours learning how to play a guitar where you could have been producing an episode. No, what had happened was, was I was actually doing work for the Holler Hunters. I was getting some stuff figured out for our music and stuff for the show. Uh-huh. I'm always working on stuff for the show. You're trying to learn how to play doing... your own music? Yeah, that's what it was. Is that what it was? I, yeah, that's what it was. It was yeah. all for the show, guys. Yeah, that's what it was. It's all for the show. No, I was talking to somebody about it that was going, that's going to end up helping us do some music the way, where we can actually have our own music for the show so we have to pay an ungodly amount of money for licensing anymore yeah. every single couple, just every few months. And uh, it got into a long conversation. Uh, you, you don't know how to play guitar, do you? Uh, no, nope, give depends. me seven hours I'll learn. <laughs> I'll figure it out. No, it turned in. I was like, no, I love it. I'll sit and pick like just for bullshit you know side yeah. of campfire and just pick and just bullshit yeah that's fine that's fine not actually and so we got talking about it and we got off the phone and i was like i kind of want to sit there and mess with it i picked the guitar up hadn't had it five minutes eyes over it i was bored yeah figures and i got on my phone i got back to the computer i got scrolling on tiktok imagine that and there was oddly enough talking about guitar playing there was one guy showing you how to play i don't even know what song it was it was super simple. It was just four yeah. chords. I was like, yeah. I can do that. Get, let me get that guitar back. I got it back, and I sat in there watching. I started messing with it. Next thing, I was like, oh, my God, that was easy. So I clicked on his name and went to some more of his videos. I was like, there's another one. I said, oh, wow, that's easy. That's simple. I can do this. I can and play next, a guitar. Next thing I knew, I was getting light in the house. I was like, why is it bright? Why is it getting light in here? And I looked out the window. I was like, oh, shit, it's daylight. It's... 7 30 in the morning oh my god i've stayed up all night oh my god <laughs> oh shit yeah so Whoops. what i hear out of that guy is probably the same thing you're hearing yeah probably we have a lack of focus bad it's a it's bad it's a bad lack of focus. which is causing us not to have any episodes go out right yeah. now so yeah hopefully I'm we glad can this get him some freaking or i would have been fired a long time ago yeah yeah but here we are <laughs> Anybody that wants to donate their time or learn how to edit, I'll happily teach you. Yeah. We'll get this stuff rolling. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can get you some pills or something, help you focus a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I probably need to go to the doctor, get something figured out in my head. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I got a hammer. Maybe I'll go and play the guitar in a bar or two and make some money, enough money to go to the doctor and get Let some Let me borrow that guitar, I'll fix your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll fix the guitar playing problem, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, fix all in one swap. Yeah, one, one big kabong. Yeah. Oh, Lord, do you ever... Uh, it was on Looney Tunes when we were growing oh, up. Uh, the Elker Bong, the horse yeah. with the guitar, and yeah. he'd be playing the <laughs> back in somebody. Elker Bong, Kerbong. That's what needs to happen to you with that damn guitar. Probably, we need to Elker Bong your ass. You're not get wrong. You <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. My focus is terrible. 
Yeah. It's about anybody that's around me knows my focus is awful. Yeah. I don't know that it's actually ADHD or whatever that might be, but it, there's a good chance. If you asked my dad, it'd be D-U-M-B-A-S-S, but... Well, you're not wrong. That's, I mean, that's your focus problem there. Yeah, that's what it is. Being a dumbass and just do I, it. I, I'd agree. I, I'd agree with you. But, but anyways, where's that leave? We've got more to talk about. I know we do. What else we got? We do have more to talk about, but let's go into another break, and we will be back shortly. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure and check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long. Hey, boy, you got your bow set up for this year? Uh, not really, not yet. What broadhead are you planning on using? I haven't figured it out yet. You really need to go check out NAP Broadheads. They've got a line of new broadheads out, including the new DK4, and then my personal favorite is the Spitfire Double Cross. Oh, really? Ain't the DK4 like the mix between a mechanical and a fixed broadhead? It sure is, and it's like throwing a hatchet through the side of a deer. You're going to have blood trails that look like you've sprayed them with a water hose. That's what I'm talking about. If that's the case, I think I'm going to go with one of those. Go check them out. You do that, and it sounds like you. Yeah, it sounds like you fart all over yourself. Oh, it doesn't <laughs> say it goes. I was like, my God. Well, if you can't tell, guys, we're back with the Back Forty Skull Sessions podcast. It's not got any better since we left. It is not. But so, other than rabbit hunting and stuff, this is probably one of the most anticipated times of the year for me personally, as far as trail cameras go. Same. Like the week after deer season is probably my biggest week as far as trail cameras go and I, I know that sounds ridiculous it sounds stupid but it's time to get inventory right it's time to see who has survived it's time mm-hmm. to go back to the hit list board and say this one's here this one's not this one's here this one's not what do we have what do we not yeah and yeah it's i mean anybody that you know that goes into it and puts this much work into it you know on any even if it's just a acre property and you you work on that one spot every year you still want to know yeah you know and that's the same way when you almost become attached to these animals like yeah they're never your animals but it's animals right. that you put a lot of time a lot of effort into right their health their nutritional well-being and everything and you want to know if they've made it and you also for me a big thing is what kind of shape are they in Right. Like, how bad are they run down from the rut? It's not if they're run down, it's how bad they're right. run down. Luckily, we're in North Carolina. You can bait in North Carolina. Yep. Um, I was listening to a podcast from some guys over out in the Midwest, and they're not allowed to bait there. Right. And if you've never lived in a state, I guess if you've always lived in a state with cornfields and bean fields everywhere and stuff, totally. you don't. It's a whole different thing. Right. These animals don't have, I mean, they can survive winters. But yeah. they don't have the nutrients here to kind of thrive through the winter, right. especially if hence, we end up having a bad winter. Hence why this isn't, uh, these are not really big buck states. They're yeah. not looked at the big buck states. Well, not traditionally big buck right. states. But more and more now, people yep. are starting to As say, hunters get st- better at. Yeah, baiting and doing all that right. stuff. They're starting to figure out, hey, we can't just feed these things all fall because they almost become dependent on right. that food source. And then as soon as January 1 gets gets here everybody's bait piles dry up yeah well now they're scrambling the animals are scrambling trying to figure out where their next meal is coming from they're not right. used to having to scrounge around for food they're right. they've had that food source all year they've had it to them all year long and now and the worst part of the year when there isn't any natural food sources hardly no the hardest time of the year to find any natural food source now they've got nothing yeah you know yeah. it's the worst thing you can do and that's what well us definitely and a lot of guys on the team and other you know tons of other people really yeah. heading hard I mean, putting out corn 
and uh of course big and jay and stuff yeah like you got really hard into the protein we had talked about before yeah we uh we got into feeding the one we use is purina antler max i've used not a record, sponsorship no straight no, what not, work, that's just working. what we're using we've used record rack the record rack done fine it started to mold on us a little bit um purina has really done a good job with this new antler max with the weather shield on it um we actually have poured it out straight on the ground and they have cleaned it up before it molded even though it's rained on it and snowed on it all that stuff this new weather shield it does a lot better yeah and it doesn't like get mushy if it gets wet right. it's it's more it looks a lot like rabbit food have you ever had yeah. seen that pelletized rabbit yeah. food it's what it looks like but it does a really good job it took i'd say the first time we put it out because it don't have a whole lot of smell to you it. first put out what three years ago yeah three I years think. ago and we were using the record rack and the record rack's got a really strong berry yeah. smell to it so it, it kind of brought them to it pretty quick like i said it was quicker to mold yeah with this stuff um well that was one quick tidbit on that uh spencer and them that we i work with with youngs yeah they partnered them in the truck series and we went and done some stuff with them yeah where they're based out of texas and then, like a lot of companies it works in their state where they're making it yeah climate change and everything's different just like a lot of some big and j products where we brought up here yeah the climate's so much different it causes their product to mold when it works in a lot of places out west well and it's very fine. humid here I mean, the humidity is really high. And it ain't here. really. It again, it just kind of comes with your with the territory. With your area. Yeah. Er. With your area. Area. Yeah. Thur and your her and the area. Yeah, I had to throw out a little piece in there. <laughs> but anyway, so we started mixing it fifty fifty with corn, and because they're coming to the corn, they know what it is. Right. It took them a week or two to figure out what it was and start eating it. But once they did, they was they were Love eating it before it. the corn. I mean, because right. it it corn's kind of like candy to a deer right they'll eat a ton of it but they don't stay full for long that's the reason right. they keep coming back with this stuff i'm i'm just guessing i mean i haven't really been able to talk to my deer too much i can't get them to focus kind of like you with your damn <laughs> fidget stuff i can't get them to focus yeah. here guys but um they look like they are more i guess it it sticks with them longer yeah uh, it's got a higher protein content it's 20 percent protein it's got a really high crude fat content and it's got a um protein crude fat and one other element anyway it's really good for the deer really good for them and it just it helps them build back all that weight that they've lost and when you can get into march and your deer are already back to their same weight that they were in august yeah you're doing something right because usually around here we don't start greening up here a lot of places start greening up into february we don't start greening up till probably the third week of April. Yeah, up in and April close to Yeah, May. so the deer don't start putting back on weight if they're not on a supplement like yeah. that. They don't start putting on that weight until May or June. Yeah. We can get them back to their pre-deer season weight in March yeah. running this stuff. We don't run it during deer season mainly. It's not cheap. It's no. not It's not cheap to buy because, I mean, but now that corn's over $10 a bag for a 50-pound bag, it's not as bad. Back when we were buying corn for five dollars a bag, it was hard to justify nineteen ninety nine for a bag of feed. But now it's not near as much of a gap between it and corn, so it makes it right. a little easier for me to feed. Right. And another thing we've started doing was bringing a lot of the gravity feeders that we have in South Carolina back. I'll leave just a few strategic feeders <laughs> down there. <laughs> Where the bulls don't get to play around. With yeah, no around. shit. <laughs> no shit. And areas that they are turning cattle in, we'll pull those feeders and bring them yeah. back. I can put them up here because up here the bear are gone. Use. We can use them because the bear are laid up. Right. So 
during that, you've got about three and a half months where the bear are going to lay up. Yep. About the middle of March, first of April, which you got to pull your feet anyway if you're going turkey hunt. Yep. So it all works out perfect. Yep. Works out awesome. Yep. And so we've already started transitioning back into putting feeders out. We've got uh, several of the Moultrie feeders out with gravity kits on them. Yeah. This big boss buck feeder that we had in the showroom for like three years that we never were able to sell, put it to work. <laughs> so that was creepy. Do you see that? Yeah, the ghost just moved Christian's microphone. Yeah, like a foot. Like I'm not touching this whatsoever. By a foot, he means an inch. But okay, it's a lot. Ladies, if you ever decide to hey. you keep that in mind. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> my other voice. Wow. <laughs> Uh, a lot of, a lot of that to myself, empty so. promises here, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> but yeah, so we <laughs> we've got the we've got the protein feeders going out. Um, we're tra- transitioning over to the protein from the corn. We're still running about a fifty fifty mix. Um, as they start hitting them more and more, we're going to transition into straight protein. Yep and we'll go with that until march i mean middle of march yeah and And this is then start picking up shed horns hopefully yeah hopefully that's and that's great north carolina and you go back into tennessee just as a comparison where you've been doing this for three years you can compare your deer the pictures just just compare reveal pictures you know from deer that you've got even right now to deer i've got right now in in tennessee yeah that's not 10 miles away as a crow flies Yep. 15 miles away as crow flies completely different you know body mass yeah. everything yeah just because there you can't do that type of stuff that's where it comes in where you've got to have food plots yeah or you know do stuff naturally to the land yeah and i'm excited about that it's too soon right now <clears throat> but as we get on up close towards the end of winter i'm excited about going in and frost seeding again yes we so were talking about the white tail ridge property yeah, that I went and pulled the cart, the camera I had up there that was just a check camera, wasn't a, a cell camera, and I got pictures just a couple of weeks ago before it completely died. Where again, it just takes pictures on a trail. Yeah. Well, when I went up there and checked it, there's still clover and stuff still on top of that ridge. That's in, awesome. in a shaded area. Yeah. And there were deer and turkeys coming to that. That is awesome. all year long. I mean, they wouldn't come to it like they would feed. Yeah. But ultimately, that's a, a new food source there that wasn't there before. Sorry, can't help it. <laughs> but I'm excited to get to get do that in Tennessee this year. He didn't really have the opportunity to last year, but these places I've got. But now I'm in here, ready to go. I'm yeah. excited to do that to those properties in Tennessee and on a, on a bigger scale. Yeah, that way, I think if it'll do that well on top of a ridge where it's pretty shaded, yeah, pretty well covered. I think it'll do really well in spots that's more open. like Well, a and it's going to give your plots a head start if that's places you plan on turkey hunting. Yeah. It's going to give them a head start exactly. when they go to green up for turkey season. They'll already be, exactly. as soon as it starts breaking winter, they're already going to be greening up. Turkeys are going to be hitting them hard. and yep. then, It's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. And most of the time for your fall plots, you don't plant them until August anyway. Right. So that's going to give the deer something during the summer months. Yep. If you keep them mowed down, that's going to keep, give them something to feed on all summer. Exactly. I, I knew it was going to be interesting to see how that done last year. Yep. And it done great. Like, early on, whenever it, when spring first hit, they mowed it down for me. Like, yeah, yeah. The deer and turkeys both just kept it mowed down to where it... I didn't have to do much to it. A lot of it got trampled to mud. Yeah. But a couple of weeks would go by and it would come back again yeah. by itself. I mean, it would just 
It's established. Yeah. It's got a, an established root system, and it's it, it'll keep coming. And they just kept it themselves. It's done that all year long. Like I say, even now, that was right around that cold spell when I went and checked it. Yeah. We had that really bad cold spell and checked it, and it was it's still there. I mean, it was obviously clover that was still up pretty big. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. So I'm excited to get into doing that again this year. Yeah, I, I think that'll too. have to wait till. It's kind of iffy, just depending. February. But yeah, that's what I done it last. I thought I'd done it too soon last year, but I think I hit it just right. Yeah, it turned out to be. Really you want to do it when there's still one or two cold snaps left. Like right. if you do it after the last freeze, the ground's it's, not going to heave, and then it's not going to. Right. It's not going to get deep enough in the ground to germinate. Right. So last year I got lucky and done it right. I'm hoping we can get lucky and do it again this year. But, yeah. But I'm excited to do some more food plot stuff in general. I'd like to really get into doing some more late season food plots. You know, because during the summer and early bow season, you know, those, just the clover alone is enough to keep yeah, the deer where yeah. you need them in, Tennessee, in states where you can't bait. And then not only that, the mineral, they're still hitting mineral early summer, first of both season, at least, you know, what I've seen with, with what we had in Tennessee. But then there's that, that spell into bow season going into rifle season where feed isn't, not saying food doesn't matter, just it's a lot a lot of different scenario, I guess you'd say. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Your does are still going to feed, but and bucks start the bucks more are towards, just focusing mm. on the does. Right. So yeah. obviously, you want your food there for the does, but yeah, keep your does close by. Anyways, you're fine. But then what I noticed is where we struggled was once the rut was over, there was no food. Yeah, once the rut's over, everything goes back to food, and if you're out of food, then they're going somewhere else. Yeah, and that's exactly what yeah. I've had happen on a lot of my spots for the most part. The only saving grace I had in Tennessee was the Big and J Dig It Mineral that I established way back last year. Yeah, or year, or year before last, and they would still again come into the rut. I've got to have something. Yeah, minerals better than nothing. So absolutely, to speak. absolutely. And they would go into that, and they've been hitting it pretty regular. That's well, and that's the another thing. Most deer's coming into right now. That we didn't, or that I didn't mention, they're hitting mineral hard again right now. Yeah. I mean, they need that to build that body mass back. Yeah. They don't just need food. They've got to have the mineral and stuff to build that back. Yeah. They're hitting it hard again now. Heavy. So right now. if you're not putting mineral out right now, guys, you're getting behind. You need to you need to go ahead and get on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to do some frost seeding this year. I didn't do any last year. Um, we established a new clover plot back here that's a couple of acres. It was a, used to be a block of uh, shrubbery, and they didn't plant it back. So uh, I planted clover in it, and it just got going good when deer season come in. That was actually the plot that the deer was in when I shot with a muzzleloader. Yeah. Um, and then our turnip plot that we did back at my house, I mean, it absolutely killed it. It was almost knee high. It was beautiful. Yeah. And they've got it mowed off, plumbed to the ground. They're digging yeah. the bulbs up right now, which oh, it, yeah. it established some really good-sized bulbs. So, yeah. yeah, it's doing its job. I mean, it's – it, and there's there are deer in there every day. And I've got a camera and a feeder out there. I've got a protein feeder out on the edge of it. And you get as many pictures of deer standing back in the turnips, digging turnips up as you do eating the protein. So, yeah. it's doing its job. Right. I mean, that's the reason we planted turnips. It did have some early season attractant when the brassicas were still in it. Yeah. But once the brassicas were gone, it was more for late season. Yeah. And it done its job. It's doing its job right now. So <clears throat> that's going really well as far as that goes. So, And then we have another project coming up. I don't know if I've told you about this, but we are doing a timber project. This is our first timber stand project that we have ever done. Um, around my family... If you mention the word timber, 
as far as a saw going to it, it's like blasphemy. Oh yeah. Like you don't cut trees. You're, right. you're, you don't, you just don't do it. You don't cut trees. Right. Cause I guess whenever they think of the word logging or timber, they're thinking clear cuts. Right. And you save your timber for hard times. Yeah. If you've got property that's got timber on it, you save it for hard times in case something happens. You got to have it's it. It's a too. source of income. Yeah. Right. So we've got a block up here that's just kind of in a dead area of the property. There's a lot of trails that go through it. It's tall, mature. It's mostly poplar. Right. So there's really no mass producing crop in there as far as the timber goes. There's right. no acorns or anything like that. But it's in a really good area where there's a lot of crossing between one food plot and another food plot and the turkeys have to go through there and the deer have to go through there but they're always just walking through they're not stopping just a travel area and so i've been studying i've been studying i've been watching uh mark and terry drury a lot what they do with their farms how they do their timber stand improvements and stuff like that and uh terry actually done a project last year where they went in and select cut a piece of timber that was mature timber like that yeah and then went back and cleaned it up and overseeded it with clover and grasses and stuff. And, I mean, it absolutely killed it. Usually, you can figure a project like that, you're, really your results are going to take a couple years to really yeah. show themselves. They'd done a lot of work really fast and were able to get everything growing back by deer season. And they had a phenomenal deer season in that area. They had yeah. some really good deer in that area. And so I have actually been in the talks, and I'm working – a contract up right now with a logger to get i've blocked off about it ain't a big area it's about six acres right that we're gonna go through and do a select cut and we're gonna do about a 75 percent thinning yeah i mean we're gonna take i want a tree every 30 yards right i don't want it thick in there i want it where the, it's gonna open up the canopy a lot right because you get in there right now there's no undergrowth i mean yeah. it's like the prettiest open woods and then there's some rhododendron and stuff in there but there's nothing for the deer to eat in there and even more than that a big focus on this farm for me like we've talked about has been the turkey population the game bird population trying to get quail coming back on this property i've actually released some quail trying to get grouse coming back there's no native grass areas where these birds can move around and eat and and hatch and raise raise small birds and stuff like that so that's going to be my goal for this six acres is to turn it into thin timber with native grasses in it and so what we're going to do we've got roads around two sides of it and then a field on one side the logger part of the contract is going to be make me a road along the upper side of it and so we're going to go all the way around it we're going to get it select cut and sell the timber out of it and then we're going to get the Forest Service to come in and burn it. Uh-huh. And once we burn it, that's going to get all the brush laps and all the limbs yeah. and stuff from the logging project because they're going to pile all that stuff up. We'll burn it all at one time. Then we'll go back in with skid steer, smooth it back out because any logging operation, there's going to be ruts and stuff. Yep. We're doing this in February. Yeah. It's soft. The ground's going to be soft. If it's right. not frozen, it's going to be soft. So you're going to have a bunch of ruts and stuff like that you're going to have to fix. But we'll go back in with the skid steer, smooth everything back up. We're going to overseed the whole thing with a mixture of clover and grasses. Oh, yeah. And, son, <clears throat> by turkey season green up, it should be, it should be green as poison. And you give it two years for those grasses to come up, it's going to be awesome. And it's also going to give us an area to burn. Yeah. That's the goal is to have that six acres. That's the reason for the roads around it is to let it grow with those native grasses, that right. native browse for a year or two, and then burn it off. 
and have the grasses coming back and give it a year or so and burn it again. Keep that natural forage coming. Keep it low where the turkeys can eat it and where the deer can eat it. And I'm really excited about it. I had to kind of pick an area like this is one of those things. The only way I can ever convince the rest of the family that this is a good thing is to start on a small scale and it's got to go. Everything's got to go right. Right. And if I had to pick an area where if I completely F it up, that it's not like the end of the world. We're not out. We're not out anything. anything. So it's not going to be no big deal. So I'm really excited. This is my first major timber project. Yeah. That has been just strictly wildlife focused. And we're going to document it. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to document the entire project project and we'll see how it goes. It's going to be interesting. I think that'll be, I think it will too. I'm, I'm really excited about it because I mean, six acres is not a big area, but it's also a pretty decent size area that, I mean, I've hunted properties that are smaller than six acres. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. That's going to be pretty sweet. Yeah. I think think we really pride ourselves in is not really just the hunt itself is just the prep of everything yeah we've got multiple prep videos now and we've got a lot to put in for this coming season yeah, yeah. from this past year that we've done for prep and then yeah leading in with this i mean it's you're, you're always doing something to better yourself for the next hunting season yeah you never quit and it, to me it's just fascinating same for you i just yeah. i love going through and doing that type of thing and getting everything ready yeah and for the next time like i say the whole turkey situation especially on this farm where we went from 10, 15 years ago, you could go on any ridge on this farm and hear 15 birds gobble yeah. to having one mature gobbler left on the entire property. Yeah. It was kind of an eye-opening thing for me. It yeah. was really the kick in the pants I really needed. Like, if you don't do something, you are going to lose this resource. Yeah. And that's kind of the way it was. It was like it was one of those things you can either say – eh, it's just turkeys, let them go, whatever. If they disappear, they disappear. Or you can get off your ass and do something about it. And we chose the latter. And, I mean, in one year, the results are, and I'm Mm. not going to slow down. Phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, the results are showing now, and I'm not going to slow down. I'm not going to quit doing these projects. And, I mean, where we converted this cow pasture up here, and it's clover, it's grasses, you can come here any day of the week, and there'll be probably two dozen Canadian geese up there yeah. eating in that stuff, and probably half a dozen or a dozen turkeys up there right. any day of the week. And I mean, it's just projects like that that they're just you got to do it. I mean, right. you don't have to do it, but if you want if you, the if you want the type of properties that we're trying to establish, establish, yeah. that's what you've got to do. Right. It's what it takes. It's a lot of work. It's but this is actually going to be the first project we've done that should net a gain. Like right. we should actually end up making some money off this project, right. which is not about money, but right. But still, up to this point, we were throwing money at these projects, throwing right. money at these projects, and I'm just like everybody else. I work forty hours a week. Well, right. I I get paid forty hours a week. I usually work way more than that. Right. But it's you really have to you start to wonder, is it worth all the money? Right. And this is one of those projects that maybe we can get some of that Something money back. back. Yeah. And that'll cover the cost of our feed for the year. Right. Or cover the cost of a couple of new stand, new blinds or something right. like that, new tower blinds and stuff. Because right. at this point, we're putting up more blinds, elevated box blinds, than we are tree stands. Right. I still love hunting in the timber. I love hanging a stand and hunting in the timber and being right. out in the open. 
but with an eight-year-old and with my dad who don't like climbing tree stands he can still climb tree stands but he don't like climbing tree stands anymore it's just for both of those for both of them it's a lot better the box stands are a lot better you can stay warm you stay hidden you well and not only that but from a hunting perspective you if you get a decent box stand or build a decent box stand that's got a really good scent control in it yeah you don't booger your areas as bad if you've got a questionable wind or if the wind swirls it don't screw the whole damn place up yep so i mean the whole box stand versus tree stand debate uh, there's a lot of crap online people saying if you hunt out of a box stand you're not a real hunter well yeah hell if you hunt if you don't hunt with a hatchet according to some people you're not a real hunter so it doesn't matter yeah if you're in it to play trying to play somebody you're already in a losing game yeah what does it matter do what makes you happy and i'll tell you what my favorite hunt this year was hunting out of that freaking trailer blind (laughs) oh yeah when me and parker killed that eight point at the end of the year we was looking at that footage that i love that blind yeah i mean we built a blind on a trailer and it's uh what is it like a five by ten trailer it's huge yeah it's way more blind than we ever need but i love that blind yeah well it's one of my favorite places to hunt yeah i mean that place we're talking about (laughs) with the ranch it's just there's an old hay shed there that's 20 foot by eight foot you know yeah it's huge yeah humongous you can sit back in it a little ways they can't see you. It's no. dark enough in there. They ain't going to see you, and you got plenty of room to move. you got room to keep, you know, put your heater in there and stay warm. Yeah. And sit and watch everything. And deer's used to it. A lot of times, we, or even in the rough season, we've had deer come. I've got all my cell phone. They've come five yards to you. That's awesome. And never know you're there. Yeah. You don't have anything in front of you. Nothing. Just. I told Parker I was going to get her one of those old uh, military cots. Oh, and yeah? put it in the trailer blind next year. And yeah. she can lay there on the cot with a blanket. Yeah. Be playing. I mean. With kids, you've got – she's yeah. just as hard a hunter as anybody. But after a certain point, especially with kids, you, you start losing their focus. Yeah. And if you can make it as comfortable as possible for them, that's going to keep them in the stand longer. Yeah. And so when we hunt, we have an iPad. We have – half the time she's not on it because she don't really care about an iPad. But right. But we've got drinks. We've got snacks. We've got a heater. We've got all that stuff that we right. need to make it as warm and as, as comfortable as, as possible. possible. Yeah. Because you want to, you want it to be a positive experience for right. You. It don't when have it, to be about going out and suffering. No for hours. At no, a time. exactly. If you're it's hunting and you're fun. miserable, you're doing something wrong. Like right. do something different. Right. Even if you're hunting an open stand, if you're freezing to death, you're not wearing the right thing. You're not. Do something different. Make right. it fun. Right. There's no use to be miserable. No. There's no sense in it. I mean it. That difference. I mean, you want to be a survivalist and do that thing. That's that's great. Do it. Have at it. You yeah. want to make it as tough as possible. Go for it. Have at it. That's up to but, you, but not me. No, I mean, like if I'm hunting and I'm for. thinking to myself, this freaking sucks. I'm not no. real likely to go back into that situation again. No, I mean, I'm gonna figure something something else out, something different to make it better. Right. I mean, even when I was in Canada, a, it was colder than a mother-in-law's heart. But good <laughs> God, but I was comfortable. I had right. taken the steps needed to be comfortable in that situation. Right. right. Make it work. Yeah. You don't have to be a five-star hotel or nothing, but just, you know, again, just make it comfortable. Make it enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. Whether that's for you or a young'un or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So. And I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm guilty. I watch Netflix in the tree stand every once in a while. <laughs> hey, them all-day rut sets, you got to do something. I mean. Yeah. I hadn't had any of those in a while. Really? Uh-uh. Really? I guess not. Since I guess Canada was the last well, time I, I hunted say, all day. Well, I you had to. You tagged out. I didn't make it to the rut. <laughs> what are you talking about? Forget about that little piece. <laughs> no wonder. 
Uh, no, not I'm, bragging there, guys, but oh yeah, just bullshit. Whatever. I'm thankful. <laughs> <laughs> I was so thankful blessed. to kill that deer. Hashtag blessed. Uh, that's another thing that bothers me. What's that? We ain't gonna get into that. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the hashtag blessed. <laughs> Humble brag. You're a douche. Don't be that guy. <laughs> I'm killed. Oh uh, god. You might as well just put hashtag suck it. I'm better. Than <laughs> In my in my mind, when I see that, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking that's what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, there's so many things. This Fair is going to lead into our our spinoff podcast, The Country Mind Guys. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've there's some stuff in the works. Yeah, prayers. That's one that always bothers me. You always see prayers. You see it in the comments, prayers. Yeah. That's just that's, that's it. Prayers. Just period. prayers. Period. Prayers. Not even that, a period. Or the praise stand. hands. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I don't know why that just there are so irritates. many things about social media that yeah. irritates the crap out of me yeah. if it wasn't for being able to look at videos of dead stuff and post <laughs> videos of dead stuff I yeah, wouldn't be there I'd never have it uh-uh. it's just annoying but anyways I'm I'm excited to see what 2020, 2023 brings I think we've got a lot of good stuff going on coming up it's going to be fun I'd like to see some of our 2022 hunts make I'd like it to there. see them on our I'd like to see them go on YouTube we might get there be nice I hope Anybody need so. an unpaid internship for editing? Give us a call. I'm telling you, it, it'd be a perfect opportunity. I've got the know-how, so I don't have as much time as I, <laughs> I could teach somebody a lot. Yeah, between of the stuff. guitar lessons and stuff, it's hard hey. to make time to edit video. <laughs> One time, man picks up a guitar and yeah. stays up till seven in the morning. Never trying to be a rock down. star here, guys. We ain't got yeah. time for all this. Yeah, I'm trying to live out my my uh, rock star dreams. It's fine. It's whatever. I feel like you got better luck as a groupie. <laughs> yeah, probably. Make it happen. Go run around with somebody for a little while. Yeah, we ain't even going to get on that. No, we'll, no, we'll steer But, there. yeah, so uh, we've got off the rails completely Come right completely. here. Completely. It's, it's almost <laughs> 10 o'clock. <laughs> Is it really that late? Uh, 9.44. Oh, nice. Well, anyway, so that's what's going on with us. Um, oh, one last question. This is going to get sidetracked. All right, I'm excited. You ready? Let's hear it. You're talking about quail and stuff. Yeah. And because we haven't touched a subject in a while. Status update on your bird dog. That fucker's crazy. There we go. He's nuts. <laughs> he ain't calmed down a dang bit. And I mean, how old is he now? He's just over a year. Is he? Or no, he's fixing to turn a year. He turns a year in February. Really? And the yeah. reason I say that is because guess what I'm getting? What? A GSP. I hope it's just two years old. It's one year. Well, that's just over that's a year. better. It's he's, just over a year he's old. He's starting to a chill hurt. a little bit, but he's still fucking just nine hundred really? miles an hour. Um, I mean, really? and just like that, we've got the explicit rating on the podcast. Oh My yeah, bad. it's, a, I'm it's sure. all right. But anyway, yeah, he's he's freaking psycho. But he does go to a trainer. Um, I found a really good trainer down toward the coast that's taking him in April. And he's going to be really? there for like three months. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's not like a quick training. He's going to be right. there for a while. Right. And it's everything from obedience to gun dog training. Really? Yeah. So I'm excited about it. And I asked yeah. him what I needed to do to prep. He said, just get him out and love him, get him used to people. Yeah. He said, I'll take care of the rest. That, that's, that's And sweet. I was like, well, I mean, we bought birds and turned yeah. them loose and had him pointing. He's like, if he's already pointing, you're yeah. fine. Yeah, like, I kind of fell into this little charade. No, it's, dude, I was like, thinking that would be my next dog was a GSP. I had no intentions. None whatsoever. Have you already got actually, it? I'm getting it Sunday. Nice. I'm going to give it a week trial. It's actually, it was actually like a house pet. Yeah. Like they got her as a pet. But where the person lives, they live in the city. Yeah. They've got a small backyard. 
And apparently she's an escape artist, so no matter what they do, she escapes. Yeah. And they're afraid she's going to get run over. Oh, Lord. And they just simply just want her somewhere where she's not going to get killed. So they're just going to, I said, I, we got to talk. I was like, I mean, I would, I mean, I've got plenty of room, you know. I think if, if she don't she's run help, away. She's housebroken stuff. She would. That's the thing. If she never did run away, she would. She would mind. Just she liked to be nosy, and okay, she was being a pup. She'd yeah, out and like to sniff around. But in the city, you can't do that without a dog getting run over. No, no, there's nowhere to sniff around. So. Right, and where I'm at, as long as she don't like to chase horses, we'll be good. I'm doing yeah. like a week trial. She said she wants to make sure you know everything's good. You know, just being kind of protective. I get that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I get that too. I don't want her dog to be uncomfortable or whatever. Yeah, but she's housebroken stuff already. Nice. And stuff, so that's awesome. I love GSP; they're beautiful, pretty beautiful, beautiful dog. I'll show you a picture here in a minute. She's pretty, but that's another thing. Uh, the guy that he's going to train him with, mm-hmm. they go to North Dakota and one of the states right there near it every year for like six weeks during the fall, mm-hmm. hunting pheasants and chucker and grouse and stuff. Yeah, if you run your dog through his program. He will take your dog, like if you want him to, will take your dog in the fall on that trip with him. And then he will actually let you fly up when they get into North Dakota. They've got a place, a house they can stay in. He will let you fly up and hunt with them for a week. And then you can bring your dog back or he can bring it back at the end of the trip. Wow. But you're talking about six weeks of the best training you yeah. could ever ask for because you're on nat- native birds, like wild birds. Yeah. They're not going to get that exposure around here. It's going to be hard to ever get them that exposure. So not only do you get the spring training, but then you get a follow-up training that fall if yeah. you want him to send it for no charge. Like if you want to send the dog with him, he'll take it with him. Yeah. And I'll probably do that with Chief as well. I mean, it sucks being without your dog for that long, but right. at the same time, that's you there, You couldn't put a value on that kind of training no. for a young dog. Mm-mm. It's By the time he gets done with the training in the spring, and then we work him all summer, and then he goes through that training in the fall. He'll be a finished dog. Yeah. If we do everything right. Right. And that was one of the things I told him, you're going to train, have to train me as much as you train the dog. Right. Because if not, I'll screw up everything you've done in this three-month right. deal. But, and he's perfectly willing to work with me on that. And That's good. I mean, like, I'm going to go down there for a day or two, and he's going to work with me as much as he works with the dog. Because yeah. I've trained retrievers before. I had one of the best duck dogs you've ever seen in that golden retriever I had. He'd retrieved ducks, doves, everything. He was a great gun dog. Yeah. But the pointers are a whole different deal, and I've already yeah. got this dog pointing and stuff, but I just cannot harness that, which I had the same problem with my golden retriever. That first two years, I think, two, two and a half years, the energy's just on another level yeah. with a bird dog. It's insane. Yeah. I, she's, they sent me a video, and she's They're just wide, wide open, open all the time. Yep. Like, they have motor a motor like nothing i've ever yeah. seen before i thought bear dogs were bad like no. they put a bear dog to shame it's oh, insane yeah. they've <clears throat> yeah they're just wide open yeah like porky says they're wired 220 yeah <laughs> and son, they're yeah. going wide open yeah so yeah we've got that going on this spring too and i'm excited about that yeah um we haven't had as much time to bird hunt during the fall as i'd like to have yeah um we did re- we did buy some pin raise birds and release them and had him working on those for a while yeah and like i told you my damn basset hound caught as many as my bird dog did but right. i'll tell you that story i told you that story didn't yeah, I? yeah yeah you told me about that so waffles had a great time with yeah, the bird great he's great like show. look what i found it's like <laughs> easter egg hunt but he would come back with live birds and just yeah. spit them out and they would be sitting there looking at him he'd there's a beat to anything i've ever seen in my life <laughs> but he's like i don't know why you bought a bird dog 
Like if you just you wanted want, somebody to bring you birds, I can do this all day I long. Got this. <laughs> so yeah, you um, say they survived or seen any more? I'm hoping them? some of them survived. I've heard them a few times. Have you? Yeah, I don't. I mean, anytime you do that, you're going to lose the majority. Of yeah, because they're a captive bird that you're releasing into the wild. But right. If you release a hundred of them and you get twenty of them to survive, that's, that's twenty good. more than what you had. I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that's the ratio right. that what I got, but that's another thing this big timber project's going to do for us is we'll give us that. another area to release birds in and yeah. work the dog in and stuff. And it's far enough away from yeah the road and stuff. If he does go crazy and run off, he ain't going to get to a road. And thanks to our good friends at Garmin, we got stuff to track him with and <laughs> yeah. keep a track on, keep a hold of him, or at least find him and get him back. Exactly so. right. But, but anyways, I had to bring that up. I, I was curious about that and since that yeah. popped up in the last couple of days. I was interested. That'll be cool. That'll be something we can work those two dogs together, Yeah, I think too. that'd be good because they're pr- apparently really similar in age. Yeah, so, yeah, they're close in age, and we can work them together. And that was the thing. I'm going to get this dog up two, three years old, and then I'm probably going to buy a GSP and yeah. train them to like, work them together and yeah. have a team there. Yeah. I won't buy another puppy. I don't blame you. I'm going to buy a three-year-old for my next one because that's just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this has been rough. It's been a long year with that dog. I know exactly what you mean. Them, pup, them bear pups I've, I've had, which which you want to do an update on dogs. Yeah. Friendly. The the plot pup out of the two I had, I had the blue tick pup and then I had the plot pup. Mm-hmm. She has off the charts. Yeah. She's been on like four bear kills now. Holy cow. And she trees coons by herself. And she tracks deer on lead. She won't run deer, but she will track deer on lead. That's crazy. Uh, Sam, had t- somebody had shot a deer uh, over in, on, where Sam lives, and he had her with her. Yeah, or had her with him. I mean, and had her on lead, and she went right there through it. And he finally turned her loose on it, and she never would go with it. But yeah, if he had her on that lead, said she would pull, and they finally found, and she trailed the blood on that deer. That is awesome. And she's treed, he told, he, she's treed a bunch of coons already. So Sam's working with her? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. He, I went and put them down there by his dogs. So yeah. would be around all the other ones and stuff. Yeah. She's doing phenomenal. That is like awesome. Like I say, he, he took her with Mitch and them, and I, I know at least three bear kills, if not a fourth one. That's crazy. Like, really good. Said so she packed good. What didn't know about trailing yet, but, you know, when she packed her, she was going, and she would be at the tree, and she treated harder, if not harder than anybody, any other dog That's there. awesome. I was like, yeah. Well, you knew yeah. she had the potential after the yeah. bear bay last year. Yeah. You, I mean, she done great, and that's the first time she'd ever seen something like it. And she's yeah. a little bitty. Yeah, a little bitty. I mean, that, she was young then. Yeah, that's awesome. But Blue Pup still got some work. <coughs> I'm not sold on it yet, but I, I think I think she'll make a good coon dog. Yeah. But I don't think she'll be much of a bear dog. I well. Think. But, hey, still, coon dogs are, right now, coon dogs are, I mean, they are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hot uh, commodity? Yeah. Hard, hard to get a hold of? Very, very, very. And, yeah. I mean, people are paying a lot of money just to have one that'll just... That'll do right. Do, and do just, anything. Yeah. Honestly. And uh, so I think she'll do pretty good. Just She's she's real timid acting. Yeah. Just as her, that's just her bloodline. She's real shy, timid acting. I got you. But she's getting there. Heck yeah. But friendlies, go get it. Yeah. She's, she's doing awesome. it. She's... Ten months old. She's not quite a year old. Yep. She's doing phenomenal. That is awesome. So that's a plus. That's so we're talking about dogs. Yeah, yeah. But <coughs> well, all right, guys. Well, I think that's all we've got for tonight. Um, as always, 
Thank you for listening. Whatever platform you're listening on, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, if you don't care, take time to give us a rating, write us a review, uh, hit the like button if you're listening anywhere else has got that. Any kind of interaction you can do always helps us with the algorithm. It helps us move up their charts and stuff so we can reach more people. And that's kind of the thing we're trying to do is grow this thing. We're always trying to grow, always trying to improve. So thank you to all of our sponsors. You guys know who you are. I don't have the list in front of me. We've been failing at that the last two or three yeah. podcasts. But thank you guys, everybody that helps us out, all of our sponsors that support us, all the guys in the industry that yeah. help us out and just give us a little bit of advice here and there and info here and there we really appreciate all you guys um and i think that's about all i've got i think that's about it we've we've had a good podcast yeah it's been a good year number 30 welcome to 2023 guys uh we're gonna we're gonna be plugging right along all year we're gonna try to hit them every other week like we've been doing the last couple i think that seems like a good time for us yeah Hopefully we can get somebody in to produce some episodes pretty soon. So either that or <laughs> maybe start playing free bird or something. I don't know. If you can't <laughs> hey. play free bird, you're gonna have yeah. to start producing some episodes. Yeah, I know. We'll see what happens in the next couple of days. If I can't pick up if I if I don't have a contract by the end of the week, I might yeah, start If we don't get a call from Jason Aldean, we're gonna have to start giving up the Rockstar Dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. We'll see what happens. We'll give it up. Go back to producing episodes and yeah, try to we'll get this whole happens. hunting dream going. Yeah. Um trade season's coming up, guys. We're going to hit some of the trade shows this year. We're not going to make all of them that we'd like to, but hit quite a few. We're going to be at the Dixie Deer Classic for sure. sure. We're going to try to hit the Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg this year. Yep, Pennsylvania. Um, yep, up in Pennsylvania. We're going to try to hit that one for we're sure. We're going to try to do a handful. So I know. I think we're. I know I'll be going back to uh, the Houston show. Houston show. Uh, when is it? It's it's kind of later spring. I got you. Very first of summer. Yeah, that'd be a great show. That's that's, that's, that's awesome the SCI show. show, isn't it? No, it is uh, the Hunter's Extravaganza. Hunter Extravaganza. Yeah, I think the SCI show is in uh, Nashville this year. I seen. Yeah, it is. One the I other day is. that is in Nashville. So yeah, I that's think, close enough. We could drive that one. Yeah, that's an easy one. So yeah, we might try to, to Nashville. Yeah, I'm going to get my guitar. <laughs> go on. Yeah, I don't Let's know go. if we'll be able to get there without freaking Rockstar here trying to play a bar while we're there. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think that would be more entertaining than anything watching him get booed out of a freaking bar. Oh, could you? I could. I could. I can envision that. I could see that going down. Oh, it would be great. Before. It would be hilarious. <laughs> I could see that happening. All I can think of is that. Uh, we all just want to be big rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nickelback. Yeah. Rock star. Yeah, yep. Lord help. Boom. All right, guys. But as always, uh, thank you for listening to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. We will catch y'all in a week or two. Well, they sure as hell know me. In that map dot town, 65 southbound in the middle of Tennessee. Yeah, I left black marks on every turn to sharp like voodoo can this segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure and check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long.